How crazy is that? Dude, I that a black those... dude named Corey was running for president and his whole thing wasn't Corey in the house. I would have done it. That's crazy to me. I, okay, I probably wouldn't have like officially done it, but definitely I would have officially done it. I know you have. I would have unofficially done it just because like... Cory Booker should have been retweeting Corey in the house memes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just listening to how it's. You sound like the Coochie Man. Have oh, you this heard the Coochie Man song? Facing the wrong way. Have you heard the Coochie Man song? No. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna change your life after this podcast. Did you say the? It's called the Coochie Man. Okay, so not Gucci Man. No, not Gucci Man. Coochie Man. I think these levels are good. Okay. So what's the song? It's. Do you want me to play this? I will literally play you this song. Uh. <laughs> Sure. Why don't you give me the origins of it? What is um, it? Okay, but it's they're literally. Um, okay, his name is not Coochie Man, but he's like. <laughs> there's a song. There's a like group of like totally just dance party music songs that they made. That this well, this specific guy, his name is Y and J, and in the middle of his songs, he's like, hold on, like literally in the middle of his song he does it's and it's all of them and then he's he, like when he comes on the track he literally does it all the time so you need to look up coochie scout coochie man coochie land are these different and coochie people? these are all different songs by the same person i wanted them to be different people. no but they have different stories coochie land i think is by far my favorite just because it says hi how are you doing today i'm the coochie man and i just feel like that is just a hell of a way to introduce yourself. <laughs> Do you know about 645 AR? No. What is that? Oh my God. He's this rapper who... He raps That's how he raps? And he got a song with FKA Twigs. What? Yeah. <laughs> you can pay anyone for a feature, but I'm... Why does he rap like that? Why? Um... <laughs> Why you want to do like that? You might fuck with it. Oh God! I, if you can make me fuck with someone, because like I'm really not into that. Like like Melly, like YNW Melly, he does that. Like that's di- no. That, oh, oh, it's different. Okay, because like when you said that, like that's all I could think, and I'm is, just like, Ugh. it's very not Melly. It's not Melly. He's also, like, didn't Melly kill two guys? Hey, that is not proven. He is still fighting a case. Why are we all defending him so hard? I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, you know, we live in a country where we are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Everybody's just like slapping that on this man. He just survived COVID. I I agree with that. There just was this sudden, we all ride for belly super hard thing. My sister really likes him. And I really am just like, he might be. Oh, it's coming out of my headphones. Whoa. He can't rap without feedback? Oh, oh that's us. <laughs> that's our the feedback. The podcast has playback on right <laughs> I now. was like, that's our feedback. My bad. <laughs> we haven't done a podcast in three months. I know. That's a so, long time. Yeah, I'm a little rusty right now, It's people. okay. I apologize. It's cool, peeps. Yeah, listen to this, man. Yeah, so that's him rapping, apparently, from what we're told. Who knows? Those are words? Apparently. Whose words? <laughs> I'm gonna need his, like I need him to do uh, an episode of Genius to prove that he's actually saying words. What are the lyrics? The Genius lyric series. Oh is my gosh! 
literally made for 645 AR. Um, probably, because apparently no one knows what he's saying. Because I have no idea what he just said. Yeah, I don't think anybody really does. <laughs> I will probably, like, if I did, like, listen to him, I would probably, like, hum along in the same frequency. I can't even say that's a pitch. I would say frequency. <laughs> He's, like, rapping on. I just love that standing out and rap a lot of the time now is just how weird can I take it? What is something that no one's done? Well, like, that's the whole big thing. Because it's, like, most people, when it comes to, like, at least from what I'm noticing when like music lately, it's like, how can I, what's my gimmick and how am I going to make people listen to me? Yeah. (laughs) And like, it's working. Definitely. Most people are like, how am I going to make my song go viral and end up on TikTok? And then they're going to like most, and like, I actually have that same kind of theory. Um, Well, putting some stank on it is like (laughs) a good, well, I mean, that's why Blueface stood out immediately. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) But he was like, he was like un unapologetically doing his weird whatever he was yeah. doing and it like worked for him you though. can't be like that but bashful about it you gotta be nah, really you just confident. gotta be like I, this is what i do well even like tjx6 who we were just talking about like he he raps like with a very specific cadence like when he was on uh the cave with Kenny beats he has this one where he's like i killed some people and i know it's not legal <laughs> but he like he, he delivers it like th- but it's you way. have to do honestly i feel like more <laughs> artists would be more successful if they were more comfortable with being themselves on the track yeah and not as much like i don't want to say clout chasing but it's like sure. literally like trying to ride other people's wave because it's like a lot of the people like I, I guess i'll say rappers right now are like they're finding that when they do their own thing it ends up better than when they're trying to like bite someone else's style like for yeah. years for for example like tyga i and i'm just going to use him as an example because right now he's actually doing really good things as far as his music and numbers but for a while he was really really trying to like i don't want to say he was trying to be drake but he wanted to be like what everyone else in young money was and it was like wow if you could have just stayed on your rack city make it nasty wave where you were in your own lane like doing some lit shit yeah that was you do that and now he's back to it so it's like working for him in a way that it's like oh my gosh if you would have like just been you the whole time you probably i mean you still are super successful but like most people in just like outside of tiger like if you focus on you and your your own style like it's a lot easier to be more successful because you can play with it because you're being yourself. Yeah. I never really got super into Tyga. He was always the ones... Don't get me wrong. Not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, someone that I can use an example. Like, But no, he's... I mean, he's cool. He's He's got his own thing. Like, I feel like more people, if they focused on, like, what their thing was, yeah. it'd be easier for them to, like, actually flourish in when, that area. When he did that song with uh, Doja Cat, everybody in the comments of the music video were just furious that he was there. They were very <laughs> but now, upset. But now people hate Doja Cat. Yeah, well, she kind of canceled herself, which, yeah, I mean, that sucks, but... Uh, no one tells people how to be famous and then they get famous and then it's like oh you were a person before you got famous right before that happened i was literally saying i thought that she like had the capacity to become like one of the big new pop stars because i was thinking i was thinking about how in like late middle school early high school there was that wave of lady gaga katy perry kesha like all that going on and i was like oh doja cat totally has the capacity to be that type of a person but then also a rapper you know so my i actually started listening to doja cat in high school she had like an ep that had like three songs four songs on it and i loved it 
and she disappeared off the face of the earth and then she came back with bitch on a cow or i mean she had some other shit before Ooh. that but you know basically like when she like kind of like i don't know why that was the thing that like <laughs> blew her up because she has an amazing voice and she's super talented but like for me watching her go from she had a song called so high where she's like literally in the video it's such a cool concept she's like um I want to say she's like Krishna, like in the video. It's super dope. Like it's an Indian themed video and oh, it's like, crazy. yeah, it's like super awesome. Yeah. And it's, um, but like in the video, I'm like, oh my gosh, back then, like in high school, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got to be awesome. Cause her voice is so great and people, this is a vibe. Yeah. And then like, she didn't blow up. She kind of just disappeared. And then she focused more on rap and she's a hell of a lyricist. But then it's like, when it comes to the industry, it's like, if you're going to be in the media and people are going to see you or you're going to talk and <laughs> interact with your fans, you have to be conscious of certain things. And it's like, dude, you really have all of the things that you need. However, you probably need someone to tell you how to be around people, even though as much, like I said, in your music, you absolutely want to be a thousand percent yourself. However, when it comes to like media and the way you portray yourself and yeah. who, how you interact with the or world or you're in some tiny chats or you're in some tiny chats with people aren't recording yeah where people might accidentally be being racist and you are you know not acknowledging that which is fine because it's not the whole realm of what you're doing with your tiny chats but i, th- I think she's gonna come back i don't think i don't think that she should be like crucified for it yeah. like I've, I've that's one of those things like with the our generation or this whole like day and age with like the cancel culture it really makes me uncomfortable because it's like dude there are so many people that have made like so many mistakes because you know we're like human (laughs) and then it's like i mean obviously no should you shouldn't be doing certain things and there's obviously not a way to justify them but then again like who are we to be like as like the people to be like we're gonna crucify and judge you well it's just like in a in a best case scenario if someone really fucks up you you kind of have to think like the whole where do we go from here thing and it's like if somebody's like a like a rapist felon like bill cosby or harvey weinstein like yeah they should probably go to jail but then for the other people who've you know just maybe even monumentally so fucked up they, they still gotta like live their life and it's like in a best case scenario wouldn't you want them to like have learned their lesson and like live a better life than, see that's exactly yeah. that's the thing though i'm like that one of the things about like that's why i feel like you shouldn't crucify people like okay yeah definitely make it a teachable moment but yeah. don't be like you're never gonna work in this business again you like like damn like i'm sorry i i i I've, I never looked at things from that way. And, like, for the whole Doja Cat situation specifically, like, I know, like, from the, the things, because, like, I, I followed her for a very long time. So, it's, like, yeah. when that whole thing came out, I was, like, ah, this is not a good thing for your look. And, like, as far as a person, I know it's not, like, that you're an evil racist person. Like, they're, like the media tried to, like, flip it into. Like, she's, like, there well, were literally headlines that said that she was, like, a self-hating person and i was like oh yeah my gosh. The, yeah like twitter like kept yeah saying, like, and she i mean it's being black and like, yeah. Things like that. yeah and it's like there's obviously things that i mean shit i'm growing as a person i like to think that everyone else would hopefully be g- growing or have some intentions of growth in some aspect of their life so it's like if she's able to grow past like oh maybe i don't hate myself or because i don't know i have bad hair days everybody has bad hair days everybody's like oh my gosh i hate my hair because sometimes you hate your hair but at the same time you shouldn't i don't think it's fair to be like ah 
yeah. hate black people because I hate my hair. Like, that's not fair. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, also, like you just said, like, you, you'd been listening to her for a long time. So, like, you were, like, looking at her as, like, a multi-layered person. I think most of the time things like this happen. People just kind of Forget look at it. People. Well, they look at it as, as, like, now, like, a stained person. They're like, that's what that person is. So, right. like, whatever the... Which is sad, though, because it's, like, the only reason people that feel that way is because that's what's been portrayed to them. Like, because yeah. as soon as the, the, like, as soon as the information came out, it was, like, Hightail and ran with it. And then it's, like, instantly viral because her name already has the notoriety. And then you ha- add on the layer of she's doing something that's making people, like, that's already, like, conflicting or, con- like, has a problem in general society. Yeah. So, it like, red flag th- pinned her to the wall. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. You can't be doing that to people. And it's, it's not just her. It's, like, a lot of people that it's happened to. And it's one thing that I feel like is kind of unfortunate in the world we live in because we have such a like thinner layer of as far as like realizing that the celebrities that we watch are real people but we still hold them to this like crazy high and unrealistic standard Mm -hmm. of them like being gods and infallible in any way which is extremely unrealistic but it's because it's portrayed to us that way. Well, I think one of the bigger problems, too, is, like, because the way that we decide to handle and form our commonly agreed-upon opinions of famous people is kind of like this open public court mm-hmm. where people are trying to come up with, like, a verdict for everyone to go with. I feel like that sort of stuff ultimately turns into how we deal with each other in the real world. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, like Kanye, for instance, most people are never going to deal with him in their real life Ever. They're probably never going to meet him or have him directly affect their life. But then it's like the way that you decide to handle him winds up becoming how people handle like mental Everything. illness things yeah. in their day-to-day life. You and know, like it kind of sets precedence for what people decide is okay and not okay in certain subjects depending on what these people did. So absolutely. if you think Doja Cat is crucified for doing X, Y, and Z and then that applies to somebody like in real. You, you see, yeah, no, yeah. It, and that's absolutely true. And that's one of those things that's like, you know, the whole like... Oh, what is the what's the word? Uh, I want to call it clout culture, but it's not that. It's like the whole what is it? Hive mind. I don't know. This oh, whole yeah. like yeah, like high, uh, group think. Yeah, this whole like group hive think, mind. Yeah, yeah. Hi, it's, it's to me. I, I say hive mind because it's literally like I promise. I've seen like one person tweet one thing, and within I'll like I'm not a big social media person. Like I do have yeah. it, but I don't. I'm not like extremely active on it i will go missing for several months and then kind of repop it back up but like when i do go on sometimes i'll notice like oh one person says one thing and then like i'll get off for like a couple hours and then everyone is saying that same thing like i kid you not the other day um right now one of the things i think um they the internet like tried to crucify aisha curry for wearing a wig and it was who's that that is steph curry's wife okay um she wore a blonde wig and in the picture, she literally captions it. She's like, um, temp- mo- like mommy's trying a temporary hairstyle or something like that. It was a wig. And people like freaked out and were yeah. like, you're trying to be a Caucasian woman and you're trying to pass. Like oh, literally God. like it's happening right now. And I was like, I saw it before it like went crazy and viral. I like saw it on one person's thing and I was like, what are they talking about? And then I like looked at it and I, was, I like looked up her Instagram and I'm like, she looks like herself with a blonde wig. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. And she even mentions, like, it's a temporary look. She's trying something new. People do dye their hair all the time. I, I can test to that. But, like, I don't know. I just, the whole, like, going from, like, viewing celebrities and then turning that into and onto people that you see in your regular life is, like, so crazy to me because it's, like, 
I mean, I think of myself as like the real version of myself on all platforms. So like you're pretty authentic. Yeah, I'm pretty much myself all <laughs> all over the place. I'm like me all the time. <laughs> but there are so many people like I I have friends that I like talk to and they they literally will say like oh well I'm gonna check out and go to my social media life and I'm like what does that even mean I don't know what just happened and I'm like so cringe about it because it's like not like this is just me like all the time and i'm like i don't even know how i would describe myself other than myself so when i have like or see people like on social media as like portraying themselves in different ways and when i like know them in real life because most people that well i don't i'm like one of those people that when social media started i'm like if i don't know you in real life i don't necessarily follow you or like well yeah that's what they were trying to do with like facebook and the friend request thing like they yeah. were they were, we were still very much so on like a stranger danger thing with the yeah. internet of like don't add people you don't know and then it's turns into how many people can i make follow me because of the life that i portray on the internet and that's like really scary to me because it's like then people are i i know people that are like do bending over backwards to make things look like something that they're not and it's like dude i cannot imagine trying to pretend my life was not what it is. My life is not perfect, but I enjoy it most of yeah. the time. Like, I'm one of those people that's like, I'm here, so I'm happy. Very, because, like, I'm, like, very much happiness is in my mind, not necessarily in the things around me. So, like, when it comes to, like, social media, I'm like, I don't want to prove to yeah. people I'm happy. I am happy. <laughs> that kind of comes back to, like, music and art and stuff, too. Like, I remember I was listening to this one Injury Reserve album, or not album, interview, and they were talking about, like, people who, like, rap about shit that's not, like, real mm-hmm. in their life. And he's like, your mom's going to hear this. No, you're just lying. Yeah. And I, I actually, <laughs> I no, but that's so true. And it's like, it, you don't have to be anyone that you're not because, like, I'm you're very aware but like my friends range in variety as far as like the different aspects of my friends and i love all of them very dearly and i love them for being themselves and not necessarily for what they like think they should be Mm -hmm. um i have a lot of friends that like i have a friend that is living in a van and living her best life and she's extremely happy there so it's like you know like living in like living in her best version of her life but it's not to prove it to anyone else versus i know people that literally are like i need to take a picture in this place at this time to post it here so that people know that i'm doing this and it's like even with music with anything like all those things it's like people that know you in your real life still know you and then like the no matter how much you you like create this illusory like thing i've been through this struggle or i've i'm living this kind of life or i'm so tough like when people come to you in real life they're going to test that they're going to want to know about it they're going to ask you questions about it like oh it said that you were in mexico last week are you in mexico right now like what's up like well there's also the opposite thing too where like what you are showing even if you're showing a lot it's still a fraction of what your actual life is so then people have like a false sense of like how you're doing and like what all is going on in your life I, uh, this is the second year I'm doing, uh, in a row, I'm doing the whole sober October thing. And then on top of not, uh, smoking weed, <laughs> <laughs> social I, uh, media yeah, I'm not doing social media this month either. And I've like logged in like for two seconds, a few times just to like check if I have messages that are important mm-hmm. because like I get hired to do stuff, but other yeah. than that, I'm not really using it. And what I noticed, uh, last year pretty immediately is like, you know, maybe after, uh, the first few days is like a little bit difficult because you're just used to like filling your your time yeah. doing that which is gross but <laughs> but um because you should be able to take a few minutes just to like breathe for a second not like look at data but um once you get used to just you know being in your head a little bit 
I started feeling like so much more and more just less inclined to like share things if I was doing something, you know, like if I was doing something nice, there isn't like the feeling as much of like, I got to put this out there. I, as far as like um, doing things for social media, I (laughs) do a lot of things that I I honestly wish I had taken pictures for, (laughs) but I just now have like steel trapped memories and I'm very okay with that. Oh, you... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> well, yesterday we were talking about how, like, Snapchat kind of... Yeah. Yeah, okay, so Snapchat got, like, just so slandered and it just eradicated because all the other apps were like, we're going to steal your technology. And they did. But, like, to keep it real, like, Snapchat, like, they they whole, they pioneered the whole augmented reality thing with the filters. They were the first to do something creative with, like, location things, mm-hmm. like the Snap Map, this and that. What you and I were talking about is how their archive system with the memories is Un- better un- better than all the everything. You can't compare it. I, like, first of all, Instagram can get hacked and deleted, which does for a lot of people. Um, you can, like, lose your memory. You can lose your passwords. Snapchat is one of those things, like, even, like, if you do lose your password, they do have a way for you to get it back unless you, like, absolutely lost everything. But, mm-hmm. like, my Snapchat, I've had Snapchat since, like, 2014, I had it in high school. Whenever it first came, like, when it- I, I think Snapchat and Instagram came out when we were, like, juniors in high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, like, another one. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Because we, well, I... I didn't get Facebook until high school because I yeah, wasn't no, like too. a social, I, I I had MySpace like way back in the day, but it was literally just because I wanted to deck out my profile and that there was nothing more to it. And then in like mi- in middle school was all about flexing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't even do that because I went to like a really small school. So like nowadays, like even Facebook, I'm like most of the people on my Facebook are, that are my friends are like, well, actually, no, I won't let me not hide. I, I, you guys can't see that, but I definitely quoted that. Like, they aren't really my friends. But my friends, like, on Facebook are people that I, like, have met along the way and actually, like, check in. I'm like, oh, it's nice to see how you're doing. But I don't use Like, there is a way to use it for, like, other things. But as far as, like, the archive system, there it's just not the same. Snapchat can tell you what day, what time, what you were doing, and why you were doing it for the most well, part. the thing about Snapchat is, like, I always found that, like, when you launched it and you were just trying to go right into using the camera, it was always just really, really smooth. Mm-hmm. And you could hit save to memories, like, from right there. Yep. So a lot of the time, I would take photos and videos just for the sole purpose of sending it to their cloud because I didn't have to save it onto my phone, but then I could go back to it later in like this infinite data storage. Exactly. Guys, Snapchat gives us like infinite data storage for videos and photos, basically. What is that? Um, Dropbox. It's like Dropbox, but free for your photos and recordings of like everything. And I can't imagine like skip the cloud even if you because like that's like it's universal that's the thing that's like oh my gosh i'm team yeah. iphone i'm team android it's like no you can be team snapchat and then you have all your memories snapchat's all your, all, snapchat's everything. also the reason everybody uses bitmoji mm-hmm. because but, bit one, oh my gosh when they, they integrated feel, that was the best thing ever. they must feel so fucked over <laughs> like they started so many of the main trends they right did. now <laughs> they have they i mean majority of like the phones like have adopted the things that snapchat already had integrated when it first came out because like i think about snapchat like when it first came out it was the the chats it was the the pictures and the 
the saving and the battery, like you know the mm-hmm. the data, like the data memory, and then it also had like the added features of you can add effects to your pictures and like yeah. without being a professional person that does Photoshop because like this was before when when people were still using Photoshop for everything. Now there's like all uh, you know a million and five apps for it, but like yeah. Snapchat was like a pioneer as far as like. You can alter your picture in this moment from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you can also share it with whoever you want. You know what's crazy? Tumblr uh, sold themselves to uh, Yahoo for a billion dollars years ago. And then Yahoo uh, sold it to Verizon for like $9 million. <laughs> and now Verizon sold it to the company that owns uh, WordPress for like $3 million. So Tumblr wow. went from being worth a billion to three million, three million. In but not a lot of time. And if you go to Tumblr right now, it's identical to how it was in high school. Yeah. Like it's not different at Nothing all. Nothing has changed. I do still have Tumblr. He, I didn't really use it. I made but... it. I made it. I used it a lot in high school, mm-hmm. and like I made a new one recently just to kind of dick around. I barely use it, but like it's exactly the same. And sometimes people say like, "Oh, Tumblr's not as good as it as it used to be," or, it is or the they exact got rid of the same forum that it has always pe- been. People always say they got rid of the porn. You can't get rid of the porn from even the even if internet they, is forever. People, you gotta stop saying that. Even <laughs> if they scrubbed thousands of accounts, people are re-uploading like a dump truck like there's not (laughs) the internet like okay like i said the internet is forever but like the internet also has like everything on it so it's like even if you take it away it's like it's probably been captured by someone that can put it right back where it was my my only point is that if we're all fed up with like twitter and instagram we could just take it back to tumblr and snapchat i don't know I'm see. I'm like a pro Snapchat person because like you it, you know this. I've never like I I of I've you never, don't use Instagram, yeah. I oh I try, but I'm just like so used to Snapchat. Why would I want Instagram? That's how I feel when I use it. Like I'm I'm really trying to use my Instagram. I actually started posting again, and I'm trying to like actually. I don't even like with when, when it comes to Instagram. It's to the point like. I'll get messages and DMs, and like I don't go on there. I didn't know how to check my DM for like months i had messages and it told me and i didn't know (laughs) see i just now i realize that instagram is just linkedin (laughs) basically like it's just where people run their businesses and their art accounts and like for that reason it is very very useful for me i like instagram a whole lot honestly but at first when i found out that they were introducing stories i got mad because i didn't even want to watch all the snapchat stories i had to my disposal so when i found out instagram was getting them i just didn't do the update for like two months and then when i finally got it i was like there's too many things to check see i am it's kind of bad but like i don't check people's stories like i do watch people like when it's weird like because of social media i check in on people through social media but like i don't like i'm not like one of those people that's like i'm actively viewing as far as like instagram though i do agree as far as like now because now i am working to like focus more on my tarot and like make i'm thinking about using my like instagram for my business more so and so in that like now that i'm viewing it in that aspect it's definitely a lot more useful and a lot more helpful than like i would i probably wouldn't have as much luck on snapchat trying to promote things in the same way yeah, you 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 do tarot card readings. You were saying though, like part of you wants to like use social media for that, and then the other part of you don't, doesn't yeah. want to hear the feedback. <laughs> well, okay, so like I'm okay, not necessarily like the feedback. Like I mean, there are always there's always feedback. If realistically, if I post it anywhere, someone can like find me personally and be like, hey, you suck. Which <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> there's someone always that's gonna think you suck. But regardless of that, it's like 
I don't know if I want to use such a like wide platform for what I do because like the way I view like my my tarot and stuff that I do it's like really spiritual kind of like close to me so I'm like I don't know if I want to put that on camera like that's weird like what if I start crying like I because it, it sometimes like I'm a I feel like a lot of those tarot people do that though well I'm a I'm an empathic person. Not everyone's an empath. So it's like, sometimes I'm reading stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can feel all of the feelings that you were feeling. And it is a lot of feelings for me to feel. And I don't know if I was prepared for this. So like to do that on camera, it's like a very vulnerable position to put myself yeah. in. But like, I've, I've noticed for myself is like, I'm kind of afraid to put myself in that like vulnerable position because I like, I made music for years and I haven't expressed my, my music because it's like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to be that vulnerable to people to like have them like actually hear. Look, I, like like Erica Badu said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I'll be sensitive, man. <laughs> I uh, well, I mean, I I was uh, sorry. I was just questioning my levels for a sec. <laughs> I uh, no, I was like the shyest person ever for like the vast majority of my life. But I've also always liked doing art, and just more and more and more, I, I would listen to the people who like I really enjoy or get inspired by. I just kind of there's just always this reoccurring theme of like you won't really enjoy yourself unless you just decide to not give a shit what other people think and just do things because you enjoy it um but of course if you're genuinely only doing something because you enjoy it then you know it's a hobby so then the question is like do you want to make a life out of this and for me like yeah i do want to make a life out of like filmmaking and all the other things i do so i throw stuff on the internet like what we're doing right now yeah you know i i have my fair amount of thinking like oh is this good is this bad will people think i'm stupid but inevitably i just can't care about that because it's a waste of time right well it's not so much that i'm worried about like how people will receive it as much as i'm worried about like being do i no not I, I could give a shit about that part most if you know me you know i really don't care but <laughs> as far as like i don't know if i want to because like when i'm doing readings like if i i don't want to like trigger something in someone because i do like sometimes i tap into things that like i don't want things to hit people in the wrong way especially if they don't know me personally so it's like kind of hard when it comes to like the I, my balance on doing tarot online my music i could do that i'm just reluctant for no reason because i haven't actually put the work into it and it's like more of like a a side hobby versus like when i was a kid it was my life Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i'll sing anywhere and everywhere to anyone whereas now it's like nah i just wrote some stuff i kind of sang it it it, it was cool and i keep it in my back pocket or in my notes and so i have like music and stuff in my notes but it's just not like it's not like an every it's a hobby it, it's sure. truly a hobby not necessarily like this is what i want to do with my life anymore because like at one point when i was a kid like oh I, you couldn't tell me i wasn't gonna be a singer but like realistically i feel like if i were to transition my the joy and the peace like i music is like meditation for me so if i took that and tried to turn it into my career i don't think it would be that same escape that same freeing like happy feeling that i get and not because I would be being judged, but just because it would be work. Like, I'm, I actually have to put work into consistently, like, giving mm-hmm. something. And then there there would be the added precedent of the expectations. Which, for me, personally, I just enjoy, like, every now and then throwing some stuff on a track. Not necessarily, I don't want to do this every day. I don't necessarily want to... I don't see myself sitting out in a studio for eight hours yeah. trying to come up with the best song. Even ever. that being said, though, like a lot, of, a lot of my favorite people on YouTube are people who are really good at things, but it seems like they're doing it from a hobbyist approach. Because like there, there's this one guy, and he 
plays like really really smooth like Stratocaster guitar almost as if it's like loungy jazz style but he does covers of like Kanye and Travis Scott and things like that and it's really really good and he uh but the way he films it and like uploads it it's just like a very basic camera shot of him in like his bedroom or living room or whatever just like playing these covers mm-hmm. but they have like millions of views and then like he gets them on Spotify and this and that and like you know for all I know he does take it very very seriously and tries very hard which he, he probably does but right. the point is is like he's not like doing this crazy setup he's just you know putting a camera on a tripod hitting record playing that a song I would totally do I would totally yeah. do covers if it wasn't like a big old copyright thing but like I don't play an instrument, so I can't switch it up enough. But sure. like, I would totally stylistically like like that would that would be I would do a YouTube channel as fun. But like, I'm talking like go to the studio and taking music serious. Sure. Like, I don't know that I could. I, well, let me not say that I could, but like, I don't know that I would want to sure. because it might take away the like joy that it's brought me for yeah. so long. And that, that's kind of what I'm getting at, though. Like, for all you know, if you just like uploaded you singing in the house every Sunday, like people would be like, oh, this girl's like really, really good. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying you specifically need well, to do that. Well, I know you just... would be like on the, you'd be like, yeah, she's, hey, hey, my friend's doing a thing. Do the, I yeah, know. I, I, I would I, share and it. <laughs> I, exactly. So that's why I'm like, oh, if I do that, then people are going to be like, where's she at this Sunday? What, what, what you doing? Fuck them. If you miss a week. I didn't. Okay. I, I've been feeling really bad about myself because this is the first podcast I've done in three months. Fair. But also, fuck them. <laughs> also very true. And, well, I am, while I am a very, like, big, like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to, like, I don't like setting people, like, I don't like people thinking that I give a fuck. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't want to, like, like. Like, whoever's watching or listening to this, if you made it this far, like, I love you. Thank you. Thank but you. also, the, I, if you've been, like, Zane's taken three months, whatever. Like, I'm back. I but sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took yeah. so long, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here. You, you were saying you think you have, like, a theory on going viral or something? like that okay or, or you I just do. have thoughts on people who I go have viral thoughts on it because oh well, i guess i won't say i have thoughts on like go, the going viral aspect like i have no well i do know how they're doing it like some people are buying it some people are like just super promo and some people are just putting themselves in the position well, like if, if you like really want to game a system you could probably like study what people are doing oh, and replicate it absolutely. to an extent but the problem is is that's what the majority of people try to do but like really really poorly and it's sad i would rather organically like become noticed than like oh i'm gonna do some crazy shit so people notice me because that's yeah. like i i'm just so me that i don't even know what i would do that like yeah they're a uh, little dicky had that show come out dave and yeah. I, I i was skeptical about it but I, I checked it out and there was there was this one plot line in there that i thought was pretty funny where like he was just like fine let's go viral and he just he wears the the jim carrey mask outfit like the yellow suit and he just starts oh going in public and just yelling nonsense and it just is this montage of like the millions of vines oh, or vines. tiktok or whatever just going up he's like okay we like as if as if he was just like okay we've tried everything let's just go get viral real quick i mean (laughs) honestly though like the way that the media is working it's working like people are getting are going viral and like from there actually starting what it is that they intend to do so it's like i don't know i'm not i'm not knocking the viral people like do your thing because it's working for them like i know um there's a there's a girl she was like 18 she literally went viral for having short hair and not being able to put her hair in a ponytail like that is what she went viral for and 
like she, because she turned into a meme. Sure. Because it was hilarious, but it was it, it wasn't a, that wasn't the initial intention. Yeah. Like, no, the goal to everything is to be a meme these days. Honestly, I, mean, I watched a YouTube video about a girl like turned into a meme, and she was not trying to be a meme. Well, to be a meme is kind of to be a brand in a sense. Like like like, like Andrew Yang understood that very well, just like fully embracing how many memes were made about him. Mm-hmm. And to that point, I'm always just like, why did Cory Booker not double down on Cory in the House memes? Oh, man. How crazy is that? Dude, I that a black those... dude named Cory was running for president and his whole thing wasn't Cory in the House. I would have done it. That's crazy to me. I, I, okay, I probably wouldn't have, like, officially done it, but definitely I would have officially done it. <laughs> I know you would have. I would have unofficially done it just because, like... Cory Booker should have been retweeting Cory in the House memes. That's all I'm saying. Okay, he shouldn't have not... Okay, I'm guessing his people were like, you know, you can't do that don't listen to him <laughs> trump proved oh gosh yeah <laughs> double do, down on the meme double down be embrace the meme yeah embrace the meme that you can be yeah <laughs> i don't know that i want to be a meme. that's a good way to put it yeah but, but you, i mean you want to have control over you want to be memeology. a controlled meme but you like don't, <laughs> don't like so intent if you're gonna be a meme make yourself the meme don't be memed like you know yeah. no one wants to be memed it's like but you are definitely down to, like, meme yourself. Like, if you can meme yourself and you just, like, run, like, blow it up, which is what happened with the girl that, like, went viral. And, like, when I tell you that girl, yeah. like, literally has monopolized on going viral off of, like, a mess up. <laughs> like, literally, like, some her, her being herself and just life happening. She, like, has, compl- she's a million, like, honestly, worth, I'm sure her net worth is all upwards of a million if not close do you ever think about like the kids who are like vines in the past and you're like where are they now dude you know like the damn daniel kid how's he doing do you remember lil tay yeah lil tay dude do you know what happened to her no okay so sorry (laughs) ha snapchat i hope terrio's doing well he is he's a rapper now oh sick yeah he's also he's i mean he's still like the same size but he's like a a bigger version of himself because he's you know grown up but oh yeah he's not the same age nah nah man nah but no he uh but okay Lil Tay Lil Tay you remember Lil Tay yeah Lil Tay was wild yeah I'm pretty sure you showed me Lil Tay because I don't remember like it's possible yeah anyway Lil Tay um apparently her parents like got into it about her and being famous and like how she was going viral yeah and so she got like she can't be viral she can't make videos like at all right now like Mm. can't post on social media because her parents are in court oh and like fighting over like how she's gonna be get to be famous that's literally what her parents are fighting about in court and it's like Uh. Uh. (laughs) right but it's like dude that's one of those aspects of like social media it's like okay it's one thing when like you're doing you're memeing yourself but now people are like memeing their kids and like trying to get their kids to blow up and it's like your kid might enjoy it at the moment but then i think about like britney spears right now and that's like oh she's not good exactly and it's like there are kids like right now that are going that are being watched at that same like level as far as like social media is watching them they now have paparazzi that in their have little you, kids have you seen britney spears on yes like, Instagram? i'm very you see how she's like talking like a baby she's going through a you lot you see that yeah yeah dude she there was i i posted her on my snapchat because i was like actually concerned i used to love britney spears as a kid like uh, everyone when did. i think of the year 2002 i think pepsi britney. and britney spears britney. Britney. that was britney's year <laughs> and in sync honestly but it's like i i i remember i was on snapchat i love snapchat guys i really do so i was on snapchat and like her her snapchat popped up and i just was like oh my gosh it's britney spears like what's she doing with her life today 
And you were like, I was Uh-oh. like, oh my gosh, is she okay? Mm. And it's like, she's probably not. And I like when I think about it because like I like I was talking about with social media, it's like Brittany was famous in a time where social media wasn't as social as like as prominent as it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like she actually had people showing up at her house to find out what she was doing in a day in a day and well, like and like people do that to jake paul even still now it, but like they do but it's like it's different and i say that because when you go from like having being like the actual full media is actually fo- focused on you versus now it's just social media yeah when you're more like familiar with the real world like britney was i'm sure that that is a really hard like concept or like there's something I know, that, like, I don't know. I feel like that would mess me up psychologically to go yeah. from having that, the level of attention and having to like worry about everyone worrying about my every move to now, if I want people to know what I'm doing, I have to record myself or I have to show people what I'm doing or make myself relevant. And it's to the point where it's like what she once knew is no longer like the real world. Yeah. I get sad sometimes when I think about people who I was a really big fan of and they were relatively on top of the world, but just because of the, market a bit the long-term marketability of what they do like the latter half of their life will be kind of mundane like for instance uh the band passion pit like passion pit was like my third favorite musician in high school still love them a lot that that dude's probably like in his 40s or so and there's i mean in theory he could just do some breakout album that's crazy the way arctic monkeys kind of did later in their career but like more likely than not it's like passion pit might just not be a thing for the rest of his life so then it's like these people that have experienced like ultimate stardom success success, touring around people loving them like it it seems kind of scary being a level of artist where you get used to like a like the highest a high you could get besides like going to like kanye lengths and then living like the 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 second half of your life we've had that conversation of like when i I remember like a long time ago you were like would you ever do music serious and i was like i don't know because i'm really scared of being famous like i really mean that because I cannot like that would fuck my head up like you have to go from like literally everyone being concerned and worried and focused about your level of success and like the maintenance of it and then the transition to what if I don't want to continue doing this or what if it doesn't continue like people don't continue to care which most of the time people don't continue to care because it's a phase I think that's why you just really genuinely have to do things for yourself and just not really care about comments or perception or this or that because it's like in theory you can be like a Lady Gaga type but then also be completely out of the loop of what people say about you like 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 Joe Rogan is like a perfect example like mm-hmm. he's like the the biggest media conglomerate in existence but he also like doesn't really pay attention to comments or anything and he literally just does things because he wants to do them right. and that seems like like Kanye and Donald Trump both are two people who are like at the height of what they wanted to do but they also are oh way too aware of what people think of them exactly like Kanye seems sadly beholden to what people think of him and and it's so unfortunate it's so unfortunate and and, uh, Kanye is like I have a soft spot in my heart for Kanye because I have so much respect for his artistry like in all aspects that man is a an artistic genius yeah but as far as like when you like I like I said when the same thing with Britney like that man went from like everyone wanting to be Kanye and wanting to be like Kanye and wanting to understand how Kanye was so amazing to what's wrong with Kanye is Kanye okay is is he cool like why is he acting like this and it's like I can't imagine having to go through like my regular like I'm not okay right now and then everyone in the world is literally like 
oh, you've lost your mind. You're batshit crazy. Yeah. You're not well, okay. And it's like, you have, especially when you have, like, in his situation, you have an actual mental illness. You have things that you have to, like, for yourself. Yeah. You go, you go through real life because you're a real person. Yeah. I want to backtrack really quick. What, what I was saying about Trump, my only, fuck Trump, and he should know what people say about him. He's they honestly a bad example. My only point is that he is a person where it's very obvious that he's reading the comments and oh he knows gosh. the memes about himself while yeah. other people don't. Like, I don't think Bernie knows the Bernie memes, Absolutely but back, not. but back to Kanye. That's a, another yeah, tangent. Trump. <laughs> he, yeah, Trump should Trump should know, but he, but but back should. to back to Kanye. So with Kanye, the, the fucked up part with him is uh, like we'll talk about the mental illness thing next. But in terms of people just criticizing his art and thinking he lost it, that started during the Yeezus era, and Yeezus is like aging so beautifully. It's like funny. that album that album is a lot of people's favorite Kanye album now and like for me it's like maybe even like top 3 top 2 it's like one of his best work in my opinion the stuff he talks about on it is like extraordinarily relevant and if you even go back to a lot of the interviews he conducted in that 2013 era compared to now and not even compared to now just just objectively a lot of the stuff he was saying kind of makes a bit of sense and he wasn't even that crazy yet he just People just so are. I don't think Kanye's crazy. That's no, what I want to say. Well, like, yeah, no, I don't think, I, I like, don't as think far he as, like his the way that he's perceived. I can wholeheartedly understand why people have just taken the fact that he's crazy and run with it. Yeah, but no, me, I very much believe that. That first of all, like I said, he's an artist. He's very much in tune to like the things that are going on around him and the the way that he views the world is a lot different than I'm sure other people do. Yeah, and well, because of that, like. When he ha- when he says things like he was saying on 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 Yeezus, and people are like viewing it out of context, and like even when he did interviews about it, people were like, "So are you saying we're slaves?" Like, no. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's, he's like, like kind of, but not really. Well, the other thing is like art has always been a thing where you can do like metaphorical representations of things. It's just with rap because you're saying something as your name, people take it really literally. But it's like you technically should be able to do a think piece track about how like we're slaves to consumerism and Apple products and, and like luxury brands. And that's what the song new slaves was. It is. But people were like, Oh, so you saying, you're saying this so, is exactly you're saying, you're saying we're enslaved. Is that what you're saying? You're saying we, we gave our freedom up. And, and then, like, and then when it came to, I am a God, like also like just a fun song. Right. But, but then also pe- people just hated the idea. People, people are like really finger waggy about pretentiousness, especially with rap. And like that, that's like, a, there's a whole myriad of reasons of what goes into that. Yeah. And yeah, he, he got, he got into the thick of it with that album mm-hmm. alone. And like, looking back, I'm like, he was pretty rational back then compared was, to now. But, but okay. So that's where I'm like, okay, that's where it goes from. Like, you're a normal person and you're just portraying and giving and giving to putting your art out there yeah whereas like now his art has literally made him crazy because he was like i really believe like it's funny that you bring up that point because jesus he was at a very good point he was still very much in tune with himself he i don't think he i mean he was hot off of the tails of his like most popular album too right like well he was just kanye was riding a fucking cloud for years because he was he was just in I want to say like he had been so removed from yeah. the the views that other people had. Well, after the after the Taylor Swift thing happened, there was like a little bit of a fallout. But then he gave us Twist of Fantasy, and he made up for it. And then he made like Watch a Throne and Cruel Summer and Yeezus in this just trifecta period. And like people were like he was riding a wave when at that Kanye time. Kanye wasn't trying to prove to people anything. He was at his best, but 
I don't want to blame his wife, but yeah. I feel like when he became more so in the media, um, as far as like the connection, the media connection, people know who he's married to, people know who, who his kids are, what his kids are doing. Yeah. Like that's it's, it's almost a Greek tragedy that he fell in love with Kim Kardashian. It is. It because is. it's like not only do I believe that he loves her, but on paper, that's like the worst person in the world, or he worst could. he could have married into. Right. In terms of just the family, because he's like the antithesis of like TMZ culture, and exactly. then he married he, into the he hive of TMZ went culture. From not having to be worried about. I mean, people obviously still followed him and wanted to know what he was doing, but he was able to to maintain a certain level of like secrecy and yeah. anonymity as far as like his day-to-day life but then he went to being married to kim kardashian and it's like oh my god everybody wants to know what underwear she's wearing today not even just yeah. like what clothes her like it's that deep and i can't imagine wanting to like i be from his standpoint like i'm sure he comes from a place of like i just want to protect my family and i want my family to be okay which in at this point has probably made him go crazy because it's there's not much he can do because his family is so open and available to the public the way i look at it is the implications of being deeply mentally ill and a billionaire Hmm. alone are really high implications but then throw in on top of that you're legitimately good at what you do to an influential level Mm -hmm. those three things combined is really fucking dangerous because if you were just a billionaire and you didn't have like an ounce of talent you're surrounded by yes men yep if you're as influential and creative as he is if you get delusion well delusions of grandeur they're not even really delusions because you actually are they can become your reality because you actually are really good at everything you do and then if your whole ethos is based around doing things that people say you can't if you get it in your mentally ill mind that you should be president you're gonna and now it. you're surrounded by yes men who probably aren't making sure that you get the medical treatment you need and you get all this inside thoughts of like why if you, hire, you think you should do it like that that combination is really fucked up it is it's a, it's a very toxic cycle i feel like a lot of people especially in modern society are surrounded by people especially because of social media and it's ironic because social media you're typically friends with people that agree with or have the same viewpoints as you unless you know them in real life or their family members. Yeah. Therefore, like, when it comes to you surrounding and the things that you receive as far as, like, information, this is, goes for everyone because, like, every aspect of life. If you're on social media, you're seeing stuff that is either someone else's opinion or an opinion, period. Therefore, it's going to impact what you think. But if you're, like you said, in the position of Kanye and you're only surrounding yourself with people that agree with the things that you say... That becomes the lay of the land. That became that becomes. The, I mean, like, he's literally building a, a com, like a commune, basically. He is. Yeah. So he's it's building like if, a religion. This man has the the capacity to be like. That's what people don't understand, and it's like Cardi B. When sorry, just random, no, but Cardi B made a statement about like when she was coming up about how she's not here to be an like an idol or to be you know like looked up to she's just here to make her music and she makes what sells she herself has actually acknowledged that she wouldn't let her daughter listen to her music because it's not for her daughter it's for whatever it's she makes strip club music and because she was a stripper and that's what she makes and that's what sells and that's what she's branded with but it's like when you have that influence like she's struggling one of the things that like many celebrities that become extremely prominent very quickly that they struggle with is like how do i get people to understand that i am still a human being and i'm still growing and i like i might have ideas but when they're surrounded by people that are like oh 
but, you're right about everything. Like Kanye lost his mom. He lost the only person that's probably ever yeah. going to really keep it real with him as far as like, nigga, you're tripping. Like, dude, I, you, you can't do that. Yeah, dude, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, and, and, like, when you have a track record of being, like, so right about so many things in terms of just, like, music and easy. doing and going against the grain, now you're like, okay, people are telling me I'm crazy, but I don't know. I have a good history exactly. of proving people wrong. We're like, this isn't the one. This is exactly. really not because the one you're like, going to be you right haven't, about. You're not – but it's, like, when you reach that level, you're no longer on the same, like, plane as everyone else. So yeah. you can't even – it's hard to distinguish what's reality versus, like, what's Im- – I'm, I'm so glad that he has like Dave Chappelle <laughs> as a friend to. <laughs> I'm honestly even gra- glad he has Justin Bieber. Like Justin Bieber went to Wyoming and was like, "Yo, dude." Oh, did he? Yeah. I was. I've been like meaning to talk was, about Justin yeah. too. Yeah, like everything we're talking about in terms of like just being in the limelight from an early age. Like Justin Bieber could have so easily become a Britney Spears situation. He was on the line. He we're, did. We're lucky he just egged some houses and got like some like really? tickets. <laughs> you know, like. Because they're, I mean, and that's, the, it's the, like, that's one of those things that I think about when it comes to a lot of celebrities. Like, even, okay, for example, Usher. Usher was huge at, like, 15. For do- for <laughs> when I think When I think Usher, I think backflips. I'm crying. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, people forget that he does backflips. They, like, out here trying to compare him to Chris Brown and said that he do dance off and all that. And when like, I said backflips, I thought Chris Brown. Oh my gosh, I'm so done. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, but no, it's like when it comes to like those people that have been in the limelight for so long. Yeah. People are like waiting for like, what are you going to do next? Are you, yeah. you going to do something? Are you doing it? Is this what you're doing? You know who fights against that really, really well? Hmm. I mean, this actually isn't who I was going to say. It's stating the obvious, uh, Childish Gambino and Frank Ocean. But in terms of people who are like really, really like limelight figures, Rihanna. Facts. Rihanna doesn't give a fuck. She's going to do what she wants when she wants to. And that's that. I've been obsessed with her for a very, like, since she, I found out she existed. Like, like for real, bought her first album and was like, you are going to be amazing. I I would like to say I, I slept on Rihanna for a long time oh. because of just how like anti-pop music I, and hipstery I was yeah. in like middle school and stuff. That but like very right, uh, the anti-album though, like is so good. And it's been like sometimes people are like, it's been three years. I'm like, that sounds like a reasonable amount of time to like have some life experiences and make like a good body. Of three work. years and she's been like killing shit. She started at her own like corporation. Like Fenty Beauty is on another level. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's how you know it's on another level. She has Fenty Beauty, Savage X Fenty, and then she has her actual, like, couture line of Fendi. Yeah. And then she has, aside from that, she's, um, what is it? I can't think of what it's called. Oh, my gosh. Why? She's an ambassador. She's an ambassador for Barbados. What? Like, the the country? What? Yes. <laughs> like, Huh? Like, you think she has time? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not mad at Rihanna for not making it out. <laughs> do your shit, sis. You're, like, taking over the world. That's Please dope. continue doing that. Yeah. I would rather see you do that and show people that you don't. Because she's, like, doing that. She's not married. She's not worried about other shit. She's doing things that she's, like, I just want to do this with my life because I can. Yeah. And she's putting herself in the position. Like, she's been through the whole, I'm in relationships in the media eye. And she's been through the whole, yeah. all of that. But she's turned it into... This is what I'm doing now. And there's even some people where, like, their art suffers because of their relationship with, like, fame and stuff. Like, Chance, for instance. But then, at least he's still living, like, a really fulfilling other life. Like, he he gives back to the community, like, a lot. He, like, helps the youth a lot. He is, like, very indebted to Chicago in ways that Kanye, like doesn't seem to be as much you know like he did he, like back like a year ago he was like i'm gonna move here and never leave then he left immediately see 
it's complicated i can understand why like from from my standpoint because i've been in those areas like i grew up in indiana indianapolis and i'm not even trying to put that on kanye my only point is like there's people like chance who like really really do a lot even if their like last album isn't so great but it's just sad that kanye does seem to still just care so much about what people think because if he didn't he would be if he didn't he'd be able to focus on himself and that's one of the things that i think that comes down to like honestly one of I feel like as a society, we would be so much more progressive if we were more focused on, like, ourselves yeah. than, rather than, like, what other people are doing. Because when you take the time to, like, actually just separate yourself from all the things that other people are doing, you aren't worried about catching up or, like, competing with what they're doing and making it look like you're doing things or you're, if, whatever. You're not worried about the appearance of anything. You're just focused on the reality of what is and if more people focused on reality we would have probably a better reality because right now this this thing is this thing is going to hell in a handbasket like really fast because people are so focused on things that are i don't want to say irrelevant but they're a lot of things that are irrelevant or is what we're focusing on like okay for example we had a whole presidential debate of uh, <laughs> vice presidential debate i'm gonna focus on the vice presidential debate the most the only thing i know about the vice presidential debate one i didn't even know it was airing but the only thing i found out about it was there there was a fly on mike pence's head and Kamala harris was making a smirk face the whole time because that's all that mattered and that's really not important and it's yeah. like that's scary to me yeah no i was really disappointed uh last year in people because i was like really trying to uh, like bang the drum about Yang from like February on because right. I, f- I found out about him in February mm-hmm. of last year and that early part of last year is like really where you could kind of start to get people That's you on, get the on, on board with new ideas new candidates this and that have discussions before the debates start a number of months later but I really didn't like all the progressive uh, friends of mine who I see like posting on social media now like fervently ever since the Black Lives Matter stuff that happened like in May and whatnot. I I didn't see most of those people caring about the presidential race until, like, the November debates when people were, like, freaking out that they thought Bernie might lose. But I was like, guys, if, like, you care about Bernie this much, you should have been talking about this in, like, March. But the reality of it is, like, because, like I said, the world we live in, it didn't affect the right now. It didn't affect the reality. No, yeah. And so that's why most people were didn't focus on it. It didn't matter. It wasn't real. Like, well, yeah, yeah no. The people... same way Donald Trump became president. Like, like, it wasn't real. Like, it was a thing that they saw on social media. Oh, Donald Trump's running up for president. And yeah, and to give people, like, the benefit of the doubt, I don't think all these people are, like, slackers or awful people. It's no. just really what it is is life is hard and people generally don't care about things until it's directly affecting them. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think more and more we need to learn the lesson that that's how bad things happen yeah. and you gotta kind of care about things earlier than you think you need to care about and if them. not then we're gonna keep repeating sick vicious cycles yeah. like 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 every every day we have the like opportunity to make choices that can like literally alter the future so it's like yeah if more people would have cared about the election or thought to care about the fact that we are going to have to decide on a new leader of the free world even though yeah. i don't know if we're, we're you know like at that time then we would be having a totally different conversation as far as like what's happening but it's like i kind of i'm it, it's sad and unfortunate like right now i really feel like i've been having like a lot of twilight zone moments and like deja vu when it comes to the election it's like i feel like everything that donald trump is doing he's like already told us he's going to do in advance and then we're like still surprised when he does it yeah and it's scaring me that people are, that it's still happening like the cycle that it, like of people not believing that he's going to do what he says he's going to do after he says he's going to do it and then we're like oh no nah, it's not going to affect us it's not real and then and, and then it happens and it's like 
it's real. Well, something I really liked that like Yang said on the trail is like we shouldn't be surprised when Donald Trump confirms that he is Donald Trump for the millionth time. And in other words, a lot a lot of the news uh, junkets and even like during the debates, they would spend so much time time trying to get the candidates to talk about Trump or what's currently, you know, going on in uh, DC instead of like the actual, like on the ground problems that people are facing. Exactly. And, it, and it's just kind of like, Hey, like the more time you spend talking about this, the, the more less people the, are going to pay attention to that. But then also the less time you have to just discuss like positive solutions and outlooks towards the future. Right. And it's like, you can get people really siloed and what's wrong, mm-hmm. or you can kind of gain some momentum and people getting excited about new ideas. And, and that's why and that's what it we comes should, back to with, as far as like, if we were more so in reality, yeah, it'd be so much easier to be progressive than like to worry about how we're going to fix a problem that once has already happened. And that's we've done with multiple situations that have happened in within this year alone. Like generally there's so many things that could have been avoided, but because we didn't, we were so focused on the like altered reality and the media and the way that it appeared that we didn't actually proactively <laughs> interrupt or do something to yeah. make sure it didn't happen. And as far as like going forward, I would like to hope that we aren't looking to repeat the same vicious cycles. So it's like the importance as far as like the things that we're conscious of now, we have to remain conscious of, but we also have to remain focused on like the changes as far as like, if you, if you know you want to change something, like you can't just like, ah, I want to change that. And then like not care for like three months and then come back to it. Cause it's yeah. the problem will still be there and more, more t- than likely it will have festered and grown into something. Well, see, like, most of the candidates wound up going on The Breakfast Club last year, and I remember when Buttigieg was on The Breakfast Club, uh, Charlemagne asked all of them specifically, like, what's your plan to help black Americans? I remember Buttigieg said, like, we're going to have to talk about this, and we're going to have to have conversations about that, and he was just describing, like, different inequities, and because people say the buzzwords like he's saying like oh you're acknowledging that that's real you're acknowledging that's real people go yes yes that's a good answer but it's like no like bitch we need we need what is the actual what answer is your to the sta- question what is what's your, your standpoint how do you view what do you look at what does it mean yeah. to you how does it impact you how do you plan on making changes those are the things that people don't actually take into consideration and it's like honestly when i do try to watch i can't watch the debates because i get so frustrated because i'm like i don't know that you're asking the right questions of these people because they already are so Un, like I'll say subconsciously removed from society because it's weird. Politicians are people, but they're not people because they haven't been in the real world because they've been politicking. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing telling these people? Like, and, and it's, that's the thing. Like, we're not even telling them what we want anymore. It's just like, yeah, you're the one. And it's like, you're the one for what? <laughs> like, what are we expecting these people to do after we put them in office? Because most of the time we haven't even asked them, like, what do you want to do in office? It's like, ah, you know, these things are wrong. That's great. Yeah, no. We're and like, then what? We're like patting people on the back. We're just even acknowledging, acknowledging problems. And that's like what a lot of the social media activism is, too, is just throwing like atrocities on their stories and being like, OK, I participated today. And I'm just kind of like. Like the the things I mostly post about are like getting people to be aware of universal basic income and like right now uh, like data rights and privacy rights and things like that because it, we could talk infinitely about what's so fucked up about the social media companies and how our nah. data is being sold and how like that's that gonna that's gonna that's gonna 
turn into like a fucking multi-country apocalypse later if we don't get some good legislation around artificial intelligence uh standards get, and data standards and how all of our information is being used. We gotta get used. a lid on that before it like, gets booming. But like Los Angeles right now, you can vote yes on Prop uh, 204 and that's like supposed to like further the advancements of uh, data as like a human right in California and then in turn like maybe some other states will follow suit and it's like, I just try to like post about specific mm-hmm. things you know. I wish more people would focus on the matters rather than the people because realistically if you can organize your thoughts on and actually have a standpoint and a position on the things that matter then it's easy to dictate and delegate where you would like to i guess put your loyalty or your faith in as far as a politician that's going to make it happen prop 207 in arizona that's a good one (laughs) yeah the legal weed bill definitely um yes so how dude when we see like in arizona we we voted on legal lead the last election and there's so many fucking asu kids here i thought it was going to be a slam dunk and we fumbled that bag so hard so this is the thing that i like took into consideration with with us not getting it the last time a good portion as, as even though we do have like a vast majority of people in asu like as far as like within our generation not all of them are registered to vote here so that's that's like one of those things it's like you can it's it's kind of hard because like i do notice a lot of people like or a lot of politicians or a lot of political parties will focus on like the college campuses but it's like you can't do you can focus on that but it's like you have to expand further than that because it's not all of them are here to Mm -hmm. vote for here and even though they may be like oh yeah i hope that passes it's like are you registered to vote here like that's the first question it's just so like chuck schumer he freaking tweeted like a month or so ago like it's america has progressed to the need to decriminalize marijuana and i'm like bitch this is uh, just legalize it like what the the fact the fact that you're getting democratic majority leadership just now advancing to the idea of decriminalizing i'm like guys the the one thing that i will say is that i do hope that it is decriminalized rather than legalized because there is a very big difference you want it decriminalized not legalized oh no i want both but i'm saying i want it to be decriminalized and legalized because with it being decriminalized that will remove and expunge a substantial amount of charges for something that uh, in my opinion it's something that's already been here so it's like people have been doing this anyway but as far as like i I get it people broke the law but well the the amount of people that have been impacted by it whereas if it becomes legal and they are still faced with like i have a felony because these low-level drug offense prison sentences are just like legal slavery like this shit is. is just like that's I, not really not hyperbole no, like you got people that is actual in prison for ridiculous sentences for things that are so not obscene like, and absurd that level with what they have done while people in those same states are like smoking legal weed like it don't yeah. make any fucking it's, sense it's crazy to me and i mean if, in my opinion i'm really at the point of just like you know we could just really start the whole government over and i really wish that we could and would but it, i mean it takes some work, but it actually takes communication to make that happen. Like Australia is doing really big things. You know, they vote individually on all kind of stuff. Like, 
Well, Australia, it's illegal not to vote. Exactly. You, you have they, their voting rate is a hundred percent. Yeah, because it's illegal not to vote, and it's crazy because they've. they've and it's, it's a holiday too. Yeah, and you you get the day off from work. There's a there's no reason not to vote in America. We have to take time off. We have to make sure that it's okay if we come in late. We had to be fired for voting, even though it's our alleged legal right and responsibility. And then aside from that, it's like, we, even though we do vote, the things that we vote on, in my opinion, don't matter because, like I said. I'm tired of voting for people. I don't want to vote for a person. I'd rather vote on the things that matter. Like we are, I'd like to think that we, we, we've advanced in uh, as a country to the point where majority of us, majority of us can read well enough to decipher and understand what's being asked of us when we are voting. However, I know there are laws that are worded specifically and intentionally to confuse us. But as far as like the propositions and the idea of at this point in society, we have social media, right? We can take a poll on Instagram, but we can't vote and actually like directly inform our government on our stance of what we believe as like people. I don't understand why we haven't as a nation like found a forum where we, and I'm not talking like a social media forum. I'm talking like an actual implemented thing on yeah. general voting. Like, well, th- there's like a number of like things there that we need to advance. Like for one thing, like if we are gonna vote online, very legitimately, that needs to be like very hack proof. So yeah. like one one idea like Yang floated in terms of getting to online voting is using blockchain, which is the technology that like Bitcoin and things yeah, are on. Yeah, I know and about blockchain. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole basis of blockchain is that like it's a decentralized network and therefore like not hackable. Right. I- I'm sure that they would still have to work out some kinks. Kinks, of course. Um, but- but yeah, then the other thing, um, he, he just did a podcast with this libertarian congressman. His name is Justin. I don't think his last name is Assad, but it's something like that, like Justin okay. Assad or something. Uh, and basically he was saying like he, he's been trying to get this bill passed that like he wrote uh, just called like the Readable Legislation Act. And he's basically trying to make it to where bills in Congress have to be readable because he yeah. was explaining how like all these laws wind up becoming like a thousand two thousand pages each because in the middle of a sentence it'll be like blah 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 and then just in parentheses reference this other paragraph on this other page there so like these bills that this congress people are reading are thousands of pages long and majority just, of them don't read them i feel yeah like, I'm no like that's, that's what he said read. that's what he, he said that they don't yeah he, he said that what happens is people write a bill it's too confusing to read, and, and then, then the people voting on it ask the person who wrote it, what does this do? And the implications there yeah. are very slippery. Exactly, so, because it's whatever they say it is, but it's not, of course, leaving in or including the the sub-clauses that you just mentioned. Yeah, so he, so he was trying to uh, readable legislation act, basically. Like, that, because, honestly, like, a lot of young people seem to me like they do want to be more involved. It's just too daunting it, and confusing, and it makes people lose hope. And if that's, more people understood, like, how the country worked or how laws worked, I'm absolutely sure that it would be a very different world that we lived in. However, the, the fact that there are people whose job it is to be politicians and to politic like i said that's the best way i can explain it because it's yeah. literally their their job is to politic and view things and make things look like something that there, there's this study that says like 30 percent of their time is spent fundraising like a lot of what they're just trying to do is have like job security yeah because it's so ironic that these these they don't have term limits no so they're just trying to be get in there basically. exactly because yeah. once they're in then they're living their high life for the rest of their life for the most part because most of the most of these people they're products of their community and they enter a community that they know they're going to win and then they remain there for the rest of their lives and it's mm-hmm. like i'm never gonna go anywhere like you know like um 
I just, I, there are a lot of politicians. I was going to name drop, but it's not even that deep as far as like, there are different politicians that obviously will run for other offices and, and still maintain their office. And it's like, dude, you're trying to make a career out of the politicking thing. And that, that right when, I don't know, for me, it's like, I understand if you start in politics and you're like, ah, I want to be in Congress. I want to help make these changes. Cool. However, when it turns into, I want to be a member of Congress and now I want to be the president because I want to get more power that makes me really uncomfortable. Like, and that's what well, you, a lot of people do. <laughs> well, even like Nancy Pelosi right now, like she keeps not accepting the stimulus bills. And it's like, even if these like Republicans are offering like non-perfect stimulus bills, it's like, bro, get direct money to the people. We're in like the, like we're in like a depression right now. Like just accept, like dude, like Trump and them are literally like offering a $2 trillion stimulus. It's like, just fucking take it, dude. Yeah. But it's like, it's so everyone's caught up in the show i like i really am just so convinced that everyone it's not even just like day-to-day people or celebrities it's like everyone is so convinced that the media is watching and the media is going to be aware or have everyone's so conscious of what the media is going to say or that the the fact that the media can say anything that no one's doing anything i feel like uh, for a long time a lot of people just haven't done anything yeah this congressman was saying how like a lot a lot of other people in congress essentially do act as if they're celebrities and he was saying how like the reason there has not been any like comprehensive uh criminal justice reform since like the murder of george floyd is because like neither the democrats or the republicans are really trying to and he was saying they're not he was saying how like even though we were in a gridlock during john boehner he was a better speaker of the house than paul ryan and pelosi for the fact that during boehner's time there was like an open amendment process and he was saying that open amendment process ended with uh paul ryan and it's still not there with pelosi even so now nobody's like amending anybody's bills so people are just like introducing bills. bills that have not been reviewed by anyone and then and, are not reviewed by anyone and because no one reads them and they're like purposefully kind of extreme so then that way the other side can oppose exactly. and then they can go to the news and say they opposed our thing yeah but so he's and basically saying like nobody's writing something with the intent no of actually wrote, getting it right, through exactly no one's writing anything or doing anything with the intention of changing anything it's all with the intentions of looking like they're doing something for the media and that's like really frustrating when we're in the position we are as a country where we absolutely we need to do anything to move forward like we're in such a stagnant place as far as like our economy as far as our education system as far as our criminal justice reform system our legal system our judicial system our whole fucking government is just backwards as hell and we're not doing anything to help our people and it's the responsibility of the people to do something for the people but we're putting that faith into people that have no intentions yeah. or no association with reality i have not lost hope though because I think that I'm not that, hopeless. No, I, I think that that's like a foolish way to go because it's like the second you kind of just submit. I feel like if I give up or lose faith, it gets they 10 won. times worse. Well, they know they won because it's like, dude, then I'm one of the people that's doing nothing to make anything happen. And that's exactly what they want because there's so many. I feel like for generations past, that's what's been happening. People are like, ah, well, they're not doing anything anyway, so I'm just not going to vote. Or they're not doing mm-hmm. anything anyway, so I'm not going to make any noise about it. But I don't know. I'm really good at being annoying, and I'm really ready to yeah. get on people's nerves about shit. I, I see a lot of people get really hopeless on like social media, and I think it's because they're just so fed up with the ridiculousness of what they found themselves in as a new adult that they forget that they're part of the larger tapestry of time that's been dealing with these same problems but worse versions of them 
you know, in the past, like I, I see people saying like people are like Democrats or progressives being like, I'm not voting for Joe Biden because he's not good enough in this sort of shit. Or like, you're a racist if you vote for Joe Biden. I'm like, bro, just go with the guy. He's not like you got to. I mean, and I, and it, but it's like I, I as much as I understand where it's like, yeah, just go with the guy. It's also like I also feel that like hindsight feeling of like, dude, this is not the guy. Like because it's like, it's, oh, I you, yeah, like I know, I know, I know. But it's like <laughs> we know. But it's like we have to get to the point where it's like it's not the guy because we didn't pick the guy. Like we didn't pick the guy. We didn't pick anyone. We didn't pick Trump. We didn't pick anyone. Like we are literally just letting things happen because it's like the people that are doing and are voting. I won't say that they're all consciously voting. They're just like, ah, I'm going to do a thing today, and well, I'm well, submitting old, it. Older people kicked young people's ass last election in Hell terms yeah. of voter turnout. Because, like I said, every I, I'm so convinced because of our generation, especially like when I think back to what we were doing during that time period, the election didn't seem like a real thing when Donald Trump entered. And I'm not, I don't, because... You remember, I remember having conversations like, is he serious? Well, see that, okay, what a lot of people don't remember is he ran the election prior to that one when Obama was running. He just dropped out really early, but he was like running at the same time Herman Cain was. Yeah, he was. They were competing against each other. So when Trump ran last time, I was like, guys, this is serious. He's done this before. He ran in the 80s too. He's he's said that he was going to be president before. He's literally acknowledged. Like there, there, he's done interviews about this. He yeah. said that he's wanted to do do this. He, he ran want, in the 80s. He felt like he needed to, he had something that he could do for America. And I mean, I, uh, anyway, I, I don't know. Like I have so many like thoughts as far as like the government and the way that we do voting as far as like we gotta do it, <laughs> but I feel like we gotta get better at it. And we, I mean, in the sense of, because like I said, it's every aspect. It's not just the election. It's like, it's the government. It's the judicial system. It's the legal system. It's the like education system. It's all connected because if more people were educated about the ways that the, like that the government actually impact and yeah. can be impacted by the individual person rather than just, this is what the government did once. And and most times that's what we learn in school. It's like, right. this is what happened when the government did this. And this is what happened when this person was in charge. And this is what happened when this was going on. And this is what we did about that. And that's how things looked. But we don't really talk about, this is why this happened. And this is who people, like, this is what this person did and how they got people to vote for them. And like what it, they, in other words, you're saying like, we kind of look at history as like all these landmark moments instead of like the psychology behind like what was going on exactly. in a historical context and how and why. Things and I happened. feel like that is extremely important, especially because they, you know, they, they talk about like, um, in Germany, they changed history to make sure that people never forgot certain things that happened in their country. Yeah there's certain things that in our country we just keep letting happen and we're like not acknowledging and we aren't addressing in school or in the real yeah world. and people deny that things are happening because they look at the landmark progress marks exactly. because a lot of time people who are like denying like modern racism they'll be like well we got rid of jim crow we like got rid of slavery we created these opportunities we created these opportunities so they're looking at at it as like a checklist right. instead of like a ever moving instead like of the thing. actual picture and it's like yeah because it, it's easy okay like you said 
a checklist. They're looking at it as an outline of like, we, we had to do these things in order to not be racist anymore. And it's like, no, like we look at, you just got to not be racist to not be racist anymore. We look at like ideological debate in America, like mm-hmm. a ping pong match where it's like, okay, this is going to be on TV for 60 minutes. So as long as I keep hitting back with something to say, like I've won that round. I feel like right now when they have presidential debates, like the way that I envision them, it's kind of like, um, your mama jokes, like, yeah, no, I mean, literally. no, like that's basically <laughs> what we're doing on a live stream for the entire world to watch. And it's kind of sad because now the world is laughing at us they're, and they're, I would laugh. I'm laughing at us. I'm actually crying on the inside because this is really what we are allowing to happen in our country. And we kind of have to take a little more control. Well, see, Joe Rogan had on Bernie Sanders, Yang and Tulsi Gabbard. He had on Tulsi like three times and all, all those discussions are like really productive and long and they were really able to get into like the intricacies of what they were running on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying like, oh, Joe, like, you should like moderate a debate and have these people in together. And like, I thought like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, why not have a long form debate format just away from Fox News and CNN and shit holding these things? It turns out it's illegal for presidential candidates to like do do media appearances where they're both on stage or on screen together at the same time. So in other words, Bernie literally can't do a media performance alongside Andrew Yang because of like what the I don't know if it's the DNC rules or just the White House rules. I don't know how that works. Point is though, literally would have been illegal. So the only time they're even allowed to do a function together is those like CNN debates. Okay, here's what I want to know. Why is that not public knowledge? Like, why don't people like like? Now like, it is. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you guys are in the loop. But it's like, no, like seriously, like there are so many things that, that that's, that's that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, that's what we should be learning in government. That's what we should be learning in like school. As yeah. far as like what happens, what the rules are, and how like I know the laws. By the time I was in high school, I knew what the law. Yeah, don't shoot people. Cool, got that. Got it. But I can't I do have the right to bear arms. Cool. I like that too. But as far as like I'm not no one like as far as like the institution that we've established as far as educating and establishing our like youth to prepare them for, to advance the country. In the past I feel like there were way more the, the way that the country was set up or the, the way that the country thought it was way more progressive in the sense of we want to do things to make sure that the next generation is going to be okay. Yeah. And at some point we've gotten away from that and we stopped informing people about the things that they can do and more so about what's already happened. Like we don't talk about taxes or how we came to owe so much oh in taxes or like why things are the way they are but we do talk about the boston tea party like what what like what the the relevance there comes a point where like obviously it's important to know the history but there's also importance in knowing the like detail behind the things that go into it so it like i would have preferred to learn in government hey These are the things that go, like, this is what these parties have done, yes, but this is how you, as a person, in joining society, will be able to impact, or what you, like, what you need to look out for, this is how you, and not necessarily, I didn't, I'm not saying, like, we in school need people to tell you how to think, but I definitely think that it would be important and 
make people feel more helpful. powerful. Yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, just like email one of your city council members and give them a podcast link. I mean, they might respond and say thanks. <laughs> you, right, know, like, you know? Well, and then. The that, that's why we're in this, like, golden age of, like, podcasts and documentaries right now. Like, I, I was really encouraged when the social dilemma, like, blew up the way it did because there was another documentary last year called The Great Hack, which is, like, even better. Mm-hmm. But even still, the fact that the social dilemma made its way onto the trending page and now everybody's, like, much more aware of, like, got it. That's how data manipulation works and that's how ideological bubbles are compromised. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that more people just, I can broach that subject and somebody knows what I'm saying without me having to do a 10 minute explanation of how that shit works. Right. That's great. It's nice to be able to reference. And so this is where like it comes into play that social media is a super useful and I'm like a super big advocate of it. And like we have that level of transparency where we, most of our politicians do have social media. I would rather people tweet it at their politicians and they tweet the, the way that they tweet at celebrities wanting them to retweet them. Like, mm. tweet at your local congressman and your Senate and let them know, hey, this is what we need to change. Like, this is what we want to do. This is how we are looking at it. And these are the things that are affecting the actual people in our community rather than, hey, Drake. You like my hair? Like, no one cares about that. Like, I wish we would, like, turn our focus from, like, because we do have those tools and, like, we do have the, the, like, the transparency and the visibility of, like, I saw you tweet that, Donald Trump. I'm on your ass. Like, yeah, at the same time, though, I think, I think in conversation with Donald Trump, you guys. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the thing. I think that's like useful to a point. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's good for, like, getting information out to each other um, if you do it in a, like, a, pointed way and, a constructive and you're way, not sure. just sharing the same like pastel activism set that everybody else is sharing and you're not really getting new information out of like i don't know i'm kind of talking in circles right now my only point is like it so there are people like trump who are salacious on purpose because mm-hmm. they're trying to waste your time yeah. yelling at them and, wa- and like finger wagging at them when they know Right. What they're doing absolutely like, i'm describing what a troll is right. basically no, there there no. are there are trolls in power and they're trolling to waste our time, basically. And it's like this circular... Donald Trump has been trolling the American people for the entire election. Yeah, I will... that's that's really what it is. Yeah. Because like... if, I, if I, like, look at, like, uh, Seth Meyers, like, a closer look segment where he, like, gets a lot of info out every day. Like, if... It would be so much more useful if he was talking about, like... Like, again, like, automation or data things or uh, police reform, whatever it is, you know... Um, but because Trump said something, it's like, ah, shit, our segment got dominated by him again. But it's almost like you're kind of, like, letting him, in yeah, a sense. Yeah, because we're giving him that power. And that's what, I, like, that's one of the things. It's like, dude, if we all just stopped paying attention to him, like, yeah, he'd still be doing the dumb shit he's doing. But it probably wouldn't affect us in the same ways because we would obviously be more aware of the fact that he's not that important. He's just a troll. If we stopped giving trolls power, then we would be in a different place. But we we continue to pour our energy into, like temporary and monetary things that like Trump said some dumb shit. Okay. We're going to focus on that for like the whole week now. Like what? Yeah. There's an election happening. Like, and that's exactly what's happening. So it's like, dude, we can't, we've got to like razor in on focusing on things that actually matter. Like, being ourselves because if we were more focused on being ourselves and we know it'd be easier to identify hey 
these are the things I disagree on. This is like, and it's like... Well, gosh, I mean, even just to get away from politics for a sec, like, there's so many young people who I think, like, they just, they feel really anxious and they don't know what to do with their free time and they have, like, glimmers of ideas of what they think they might want to do or are good at or, like, something they'd want to take up. Even kind of like the stuff you were talking about earlier, whether or not it's your music or your tarot readings. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people just need to... Do try stuff and yeah. spend their time. People not... don't do things the way they used to. They don't have hobbies or like things that they enjoy, like practically outside of their regular day to day. Most people get off work and they go home and sit on their couch and watch TV and YouTube videos and Netflix or whatever until they go to sleep and then wake up. And, and the whole time throughout all of those things, they're watching people on social media doing things or appearing to do things that they've mastered or they are good at and then it's like dude then, you could have done something yeah and then they wind up thinking wow how crazy would it be if i did something and that'd be like, so wow. that'd be so fun like i deliberated on doing a podcast for months before i you, remember that you and i did the first episode yeah. until eventually i was like all right let's just go do this we're first doing one. it yeah and then when i finally did i was like oh that was easy yeah <laughs> it's so much it's better you're like oh well that actually made sense because i actually had fun doing it and it was like a thing that i could do and enjoy myself and it's I have like a, a bookshelf and a carpet in my room now, and they're both new. See, like, I really like my room. Mm-hmm. I really like my house. And yeah. when I moved in, I was thinking, like, wow, what a dream place to live. I'm going to make I'm, it. My I'm going gonna, gonna to fuck it up a little bit. I'm going to get the nice curtains. I'm going to. And, like, I had this idea of, like, week one of living here, I'm just mm-hmm. going to put everything aside and make it nice and exactly how I want. Z- fast forward to a year later, there's still some shit on the floor that was there like the week I moved in that I just never found a nice place for them and stuff and I was like damn I just still have not figured that out and then you start thinking about doing the task and then you get anxiety around the task because you're like oh well if I do that then I won't have time to cook and then if I don't cook but then it's just like I mean that's why Nike just really has the best slogan yeah no literally I just was thinking like literally for 2021 I would really love to see more people be like Nike and just do it like don't 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 even think about it just do that shit yeah Every time I decide just do it, it's it's usually a beneficial thing. Even like like the simplest version of it is like when you're just lying in bed in the morning and you're thinking about getting up for ten minutes before you get up, and then when you finally get up, you're like, man, I got up. But oh my god, I could have done this a long time ago. <laughs> like most of this, I've I've definitely had those moments, and it's like, dude, I could have been doing this. I, I should have been doing this. But then you have to like not dwell on the fact that you could have been doing it and that the fact that you're doing it now. And I really, like I said, I want to see more people just kind of do it. I, I myself, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not going to say other people aren't doing nothing. I went through a phase where I felt like, oh my gosh, because of COVID, I'm stuck. I can't do any of the things that I want to do with my life. Like, and as much as I'm like now in hindsight, I'm like, dude, that's so stupid. Like. I could totally still be living my life, which I did eventually remember I could be living my life. But it's like you have to kind of remember that when you do them, when when you do anything, it's just like it, it is like the reality that moment. It just is. That's what's happening. And it's OK. Right. So it's like, all right, you're doing it. You're doing the thing. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it again. Well, yeah, I mean, the idea of doing things are scary because one, there's the energy and effort aspect of it. And then the two, there's the whole you're committing to doing something and thinking about that thing while you're doing it. So in other words, you're spending time with your consciousness being focused on something while most of what we're incentivized to do now with like our phones or media in general is to kind of outsource your consciousness to something else so that you don't have to spend time with yourself and your thoughts. But you know, like me, 
I have the muscle memory right now where if I ever have a free second or two to grab my phone, but I'm not using social media this month. So every single time Hulu like goes to commercial or I'm getting up to go cook or this or that, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm existing in my head right now. It can be scary for a second. Maybe mm-hmm. you grab your phone, but then you remember, no, this is what being a human being it's is. It's okay to be just where you are. Existing. And it's and then, important. And then like I'm like grabbing for the garlic and I'm going, okay, now I'm grabbing for the garlic. And then I'm starting to think like, man, I hope I'm not anxious in a few minutes. But then I realize, but I'm not anxious right now because I'm chopping the garlic. And once I'm done chopping the garlic, I'll be doing another thing and another thing and another thing. And if you just kind of live your life without the fear of thinking about living your life or whatever and you just do it or whatever it is, be better off. Definitely. I absolutely agree. I definitely... Hope that made sense. No, I get you. (laughs) If you focus more so on what you're doing in the moment, then you won't be so caught up on what's going to happen next. And I feel like that's what people fear. And therefore, now, especially because we have so many outlets for people to live vicariously through people, through experiences, through things. Like, I've literally met people that said that they don't have to go places because they saw it on the internet, and I'm, I, that makes me really uncomfortable. Like, I've been traveling forever, and I can't imagine, like, there's so many places in this world that I, like, am dying to see. Where, where, what's on your list? Um, Trinidad is high on my list right now. I think that's, like, going to be my next place. Where is Trinidad? Trinidad's in the Caribbean. um, My family's from there. That's why I want to go. That's, like, why it's on my list. But it's also, like, really beautiful. Where is the Caribbean? Where's the Caribbean? The Caribbean (laughs) is in the... Hold on. The Pacific Ocean? Nope, that's not it. That's too big of an area of space. Is it the Red Ocean? Atlantic. Let's find out. It's the Atlantic. Because that's the one off of Florida, right? Dude, I hope I'm not wrong. See, this is what I'm talking about. What did I learn in school? Nothing. (laughs) I learned nothing. Where's the Caribbean? The Caribbean is off the coast of Florida. I know that. But where Trinidad specifically is, it's like north of the coast of Venezuela. Okay. So it's by like South America and stuff. See, that's what I thought. And then I was like, is it by South America or Africa? I'm like, I'm pretty sure South America. I didn't think it was. Wait, which ocean? I need to know that. That's like. Uh, Yeah, it's the Atlantic. Oh, yeah. If you pointed to that area of space and you asked me what ocean it was, no. I would have said the Pacific. See, that's why I was like, no, Pacific, I know, is the off the coast of California. That's why I was like, nah, that's not right. Atlantic. That's the one. Huh. That's Go the guy. figure. That's the guy. Go figure. Yeah. Um, you but, ever, do you ever get caught up just thinking about how many, like, places there are and, like, just unique cultures and styles of life, like, outside of your own little reality bubble? Like, yeah. that shit's crazy. Like, sometimes I just think, like, what's going on on the... What's what's going on in Guam right hey, now? <laughs> Snapchat has this really cool feature. I know, and I really use it. The Snap Map features, guys. You Dude, can you can go you onto can, Snapchat and just drone in to anywhere in the world. If you want to be in Cambodia, you're there, man. Like literally, <laughs> that's how dope Snap Maps is. And like, yeah. and because it, and it's nice to be able to live vicariously. But um, I mean, I'm totally like one of those people that wants to actually go to those places. I'm trying to figure out my life path to like be able to get a ridiculous amount of expendable income so that I can continue traveling and being awesome um and kind of like capturing those adventures because I know that there are people that aren't interested in traveling but there are still people that are interested in like seeing what's out there dude when the stock market crash happened that first week of covid I told myself I was gonna like buy a fuck ton of bitcoin as soon as it went down to three thousand dollars a coin because before it was at like twelve thousand i'm mm-hmm. like great i'm just gonna quadruple some money real mm-hmm. quick the lowest it ever got 
was uh, forty six hundred. So I never, I never like cashed never in on a whole bunch, and then it started soaring back up again. I was like, wait, 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 come back! <laughs> and even when it got back up to like six thousand, I still sh- should have bought because it's been chilling at like eleven thousand now for a while. So if I even bought then, I could like, have just at least like doubled some money. money. Yeah, yeah. I think about all the things. I feel like, um, ironically, it is we, gambling though. Like I just did describe gambling. Yeah, it is gambling. <laughs> well, that's a lot, a lot of. I mean, that's why you can't dwell on gamble. that. That's why. You, well, that, all I'm saying, like, you can't really dwell on those missed no. opportunities too much because it's just like, hey, you. At the end of the day, it probably was smart not to. You know. <laughs> I have a friend who was supposed to invest in Tesla, and now like. I think back to like what her life would look like if she had invested in Tesla when she was supposed to invest in Tesla. And I'm like, dude, Tesla last year in September was worth like 200 a share or something like that. And I was really heavily considering buying a bit at the time. And I just kind of didn't. And then by March it was like 2000 a share. And I was like, I could get 10 times to some money. So it, uh, yeah. The, ah. yeah. Well, and then, but it, like, as I go through or as I like think about situations like that, I'm one of those people that's like, no regrets, but that, not like, I, oh my gosh, I don't regret anything. It's just like, I try not to dwell on things that I could have done. Yeah, no, exactly. It's so, it's like, dude, I, when I, like, now I'm trying to be more proactive and like, ah, I had a good idea. I should probably do that. That's a good thing to do. It might be worth it. It might be lucrative. It might be cool. And then, like, the other day, um, or like a couple weeks ago, I was thinking about, um, Apple, Apple. Yeah, I had to think about it. I was like, well, Apple. I, I invested in them because I had cool. stock in some other stuff, and I was like, yeah, this is not where I want my stock. And not that I didn't want to keep it invested there. It's just I knew that it wasn't worth my investment. Yeah. So Twitter is like fifty bucks a share. It's like extremely cheap. Hmm. But when they like first, I think Twitter went public in two thousand thirteen, and then after a few months, they went up to like seventy dollars a share, and it has never been that high since. So literally in the last seven years, it's Twitter, just been chilling. Twitter, it's it's kind of just gone down steadily, and then leveled, and then up and down. But from what I can tell, but the point is, is like Twitter has never amassed the high they hit when they went public seven years ago. Yeah. So I don't, so I don't know if they're, I don't know fucking anything about stocks. Don't listen to me even remotely. But sometimes I just think it's like interesting that like Facebook and all of them are like so high. I'm like, what did Twitter? just pulls a crazy doodad i don't know it's all about the trends man that's why they keep pulling these gimmicks out of their pockets i was gonna say something else but out of their pockets to make stuff like more like more people cling to it like a lot of people when um instagram did the 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 reels thing they got off of tiktok they was like ah instagram does yeah that instagram's now. like ripping off tiktok now Dude, with instagram's like reels off everything but that's because instagram is facebook and facebook yeah. is instagram and we all know facebook's just been stealing shit for a while well, when zuckerberg testified before congress they literally asked him like is it true you planned to go on attack mode on instagram if they didn't submit to being bought by you and he was like that's ridiculous and we're like fuck you that's ridiculous that you would have destroyed instagram absolutely what you would have done at mark zuckerberg they were a terrible person for they were developing their own instagram and it was going to be called Facebook Camera, I think. Yeah, and they then, no, dude. I oh my gosh, I remember before like Instagram became Facebook, and it was just like, dude, when it happened, it was like I. Facebook I, keeps doing updates that like literally are just integrating I, other. I got an update this morning that said Messenger and Instagram DMs are merging. Dude, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing now because they aren't separate platforms. They're Facebook's just going to eat everything, and it's just like, dude, can y'all not? Um, yeah, I. Uh, the more we talk about this, I'm like, dang, do I even want Facebook anymore? Like, oh, no, you don't. Get- <laughs> I don't, but like everybody I know is on there. That's how I see my grandma, my family. Making, 
Make a new one just to clear all your data. <laughs> oh, I have definitely done that though. Yeah. I don't use it as much. I'm. I uh. What was I gonna say? I Shit. Know. Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. Some dead air here. Fuck. Um, let's see. We were talking about. No, just. just... <laughs> Shit. Maybe I was gonna talk about Spotify. Ooh, uh, I love Spotify. My friend Nick pointed out that Spotify, in terms, is like. You know how, like, when we think about data collection and, like, these big boys having all of our data, we think about social media? He pointed out that Spotify is one of the biggest people in that game that we don't think about. Spotify is super data mining all of us. Yeah, and I was even, and, like, I'm the person that always is, like, talking about this sort of stuff. And even with this, I was kind of like, yeah, but what's the harm so much? Or, like, really prove it to me? Or, like, this and that? Like, I don't know how I I was arguing with him so much. But the more and more we talked through it, the more I was like... Oh shit! Well, yeah. If people use data to like adjust how markets work, because they're basically using all of our data as like user surveys of mm-hmm. what people like, and then they kind of contour what they what is put and floated to the mainstream based on what people like. Like we we were just talking about how like everybody has the daily mixes, and then there's like a monopoly over like the podcast placements, and then that turns into like what's trending on Twitter and this and that, and then all the people who are on streaming services make, you know, fractions of the streams they get and this and that. I'm not putting it very eloquently right now, but like we, we kind of, we, 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 we created a, 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 a stream of consciousness that was like, this Oh wow. The implications really of data with Spotify and music services even is kind of like, mm. dude, there are so many, there's so many ways that our data is being like compromised and utilized to target and like attack us in a way. That people aren't even like conscious of. Yeah, and it's. I mean, y- Yang was the only presidential candidate that remotely that talked about it. this stuff, but or even understands it. One of the things that I'll say about him being the one to mention it is because it, he's not looking to utilize it for his benefit, and majority of other politicians are. They they are. Well, he was trying to make it our human right to cease and freeze the sale of our data at right. any time and access it. Because right now, like when we sign up for those user agreements, like you're, kind of, sign, you're kind of signing away your shit. You are. Yeah. No, absolutely. We're all like, anytime we sign up for social media, we're signing up to be like experimental individuals. Like. Yeah, he, he put it a really good way. And anytime you like a tweet, you're basically filling out a Scantron sheet for, for Twitter. Yeah, like, like for if you're what li- to show you. If you're liking Facebook posts, you're basically just clocking in for your shift at the ad company. Yeah, because <laughs> that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to promote ads that are going to be aimed, targeted, and sent specifically for you to buy things and better other companies so it's I, like i I, uh, I started watching south park recently from uh the 2015 season on so, and uh, have you seen the pandemic special yeah yeah i saw okay, the pandemic just, special I, what did you think about it my only point about watching that later season means i'm going a few years back and up where like all the the storyline stuff came in but their whole storyline about um ad culture and gentrification and Whole Foods and shit like that. Like, it, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, okay, gentrification, that's a scary thing for me. That's a very real thing for me. It's something that I've, like... Tempe and Phoenix are gonna get real gentrified. Oh, well, it's already <laughs> happening. I mean, it's already happening. I'm like, but... it's already happening. It's yeah. already been happening. And so, like, um, like I said, I'm from Indiana. Um, My grandma lives in, like, downtown, but it wasn't always all downtown. But it's, like, downtown has, like slowly become closer to her home and i'm like 
oh my gosh, don't, mm. why, why here? There's like building apartment complexes around like houses that were built in the 1900s. Like what's going on? They're going reverse order here. We're in Tempe in Millav where it's already downtown. They're building that fucking old folks home and it's going to be like the new like tallest building or whatever. Yeah, which is crazy. And why I'm like, you... I'm like, why, what are all these old people going to be doing living next to Mill? What? <laughs> Spending money, I guess. I don't know. It depends. I mean, honestly. I, You know what my one optimistic view of it was? Grandkids who go to ASU now can walk from class over to their grandparents' luxury old folks' home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, that's, I, but then it's like, no. Honestly, that. Okay, so you saying that they're building a, an old folks' home in the middle of downtown Tempe is really alarming to me. Because that means that they're going to try and move all of these old people out of their homes that they've lived in in phoenix and in different places all over the country for years because we already know this is one big retirement state that's what they're doing you didn't get that part did you? You, didn't, you didn't click yeah that's what they're doing that's gentrification they are giving you new homes to live in to make your home that you live in seem like ridiculous they're gonna deck it out with all kinds of amenities you and stuff that they the don't need you solve the riddle and then they're gonna overprice it and people are you're gonna be homeless old people so hold up hold up that sold their up. houses to everybody the i've spoke everybody who i've spoken to about this we always get confused and that's where the conversation ends so you're telling me they're like okay arizona's this old folks state mecca so if we try to gentrify and get these people out of their houses where do we put them Oh, I know. We'll just build them an old folks home where they can go. Yeah. Especially right now while God I, damn. Arizona is slowly but surely turning into California Junior. So oh, yeah. It's no, like, for sure. Right. But it's like, okay, right now they're wanting to focus and bring more people in that are I think associated God. with technology, people that are associated with media, music, YouTube. The, mu- um, the music scene here is crazy. Is just crazy a movement. wealth of untapped potential. But it's, from- but it's like it's it, the way like Arizona is like low key on the verge of like getting put on the map in a way that we haven't been in a very long time. But that's because like it's such a culture of like it, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of like a melting pot, and but it's like a different type of melting pot. Because like New York, it's like everybody's separated but here it's like we've just been stuck in this bowl in the valley yeah no i mean the thing about arizona is like you can go a few hours in any direction and wind up in the woods mexico california or las vegas the the it's relatively cheap to live here and we are close enough to all these other cool kid states and mm-hmm. places that we kind of have most of the things that they have besides good weather and a beach. And you know? legal weed, which we will have soon. So in terms of there being like good culture here and cool people and talented people and like incentives to like, it's honestly like a fun place. The, the majority of people who are in Arizona and complain about Arizona are younger people that just haven't learned to appreciate it yet. Oh dude, I can tell you for a fact after leaving and coming back, I am so grateful for Arizona. <laughs> it's a great place. It is. It's an amazing place, but it's, but like when it comes to like the gentrification, it's like, dude, we're already becoming slowly but surely overpopulated. And the goal right now is to, centralize everyone so that they can capitalize on the land that's like no longer going to be utilized they're going to tear people's old houses down and build in mansions and housing that people can't afford in places that they've wanted to rebuild for years yeah and that's what that's what well that's what gentrification is but it's like we have to be conscious enough to be like hey y'all probably shouldn't put this gigantic old folks home in the middle of downtown that's probably not safe like Something I don't fully understand about city development is I don't know how much that is just first call, first serve, like the person 
Because, for instance, it's like, what, like, isn't it kind of inevitable to, in a sense? Like, I'm not saying it's good, but, like, just with the way economics work and people who have money make big money moves, it's like, how much is it the city's fault and how much is it just, hey, there's this patch of land here and somebody wealthy enough to build such an old folks home decided to do so? I think it comes back to the education aspect. If more people were conscious of, like, what the... I don't know what goes into building. No, okay, so, like, that's what I'm saying. You don't know. It's not talked about, but there are people that it's literally their job and they focus on this, like the controlling and the the sectioning of people and the rationing of wealth. Think about, okay, so for example, school districts. We went to Marcos, the actual like district itself in Tempe Union District. It's separated very specifically. If you take notice in different precedents or the different type of people that are associated with the different types of schools, it's all ironically and just oh so weirdly separated into a way that certain people with certain amount of income are in a certain area and expected to go to a certain school that's the same it's the same thing yeah there's they put it they are putting that old the old home the person's home to change some sort of demographic and not necessarily that that's the intention but it is the intention because you can't just put a like they're perfect they're placed intentionally like you just said i i've said this before on different podcasts but it's just like in downtown tempe i just find that there's like this burning desire from young people to have more cultural spots whether it's skate parks or places to have like local concerts or just places to meet each other that isn't just the bars on mill or asu based clubs but in terms of like public parks or cool young people venues that aren't you know just bars right there isn't really a whole lot of that and it's really kind of forced us all to create those spaces ourselves, whether or not it was uh, the sunroom venue mm-hmm. or, or things like that and any anytime there's uh like an empty patch of dirt it winds up getting filled by a taco bell a cvs or some like upper middle class like luxury apartment housing that are pretty built pretty low quality but they have marble countertops so then people spend 1300 a month on the rent which is crazy right and that's where i'm like okay on university right now there's that like luxury whole foods with some luxury apartments on top of the whole foods Mm -hmm. on university now and when i look at that i'm like well if that land was there and whole foods wanted to take it i don't really know if that's anyone's fault so much as it's inevitable however if we could have a space that looks like that but then you go inside and it's like all these local farmers like selling their stuff that sounds like a better economy better for the environment it would be better for people's um meeting each other and community outreach because arizona is very much so like a garage culture where you leave your house you go to where you need to go and then you come back and i think that's based on one, our weather isn't good, so you're trying to just go to and from places. But then two, there just isn't a lot of spaces that incentivizes like talking to the person next to you. Mm, so absolutely. so people kind of avoid eye contact here. You don't really talk to each other in public spaces. And it's not really like that in, a, in other places like New York, for instance, mm. or... Um, uh, like I, I imagine, like even Atlanta, pro- yeah. probably people are like talking like a lot more. So it's I, I definitely I, different. I can confirm that from like my traveling for sure. But it's like the things that for me, like when you're you having these like thoughts of like the different things that go into it. It's the fact that for me, I've been in all of these different places and I've seen this happen yeah. like before, or it, I, you see it happening everywhere. So it's like. If we had the there, when I, I say that it's like zoned um, intentionally, 
the same way you're like okay well what if a bunch of farmers like communed and we're like we're gonna buy this place and then we're gonna sell our food here yeah that would it would be ideal however realistically because of the way that funds are allocated it's not a realistic thing it's it's a lot easier for whole foods to be like hey so that's what I'm saying. Like, are, are these negative realities just inevitable? Like, are they even fixable? Like, is being informed on these things even? I believe. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I totally believe that they, in order for us to like resolve or actually get make these changes or adjust things, adjust the reality of the situation, we would have to socialize and we would have to commune. We would have to discuss about discuss things that we don't necessarily want to. But most of us are walking around well not walking around where we have our heads in the sand we're not consciously putting the pieces together of like wow this is they're building this apartment complex i wonder why they're building that they're building it if you like when you say that to me that literally there are so many things thoughts that were triggered in my mind like okay they're gonna put a 55 and up plus like a 55 plus apartment building in the middle of downtown tempe which is one of the most urban areas in the state of arizona with the largest population of youth that to me means like the way i'm thinking i'm like oh well they're trying to sway the way that the that the county votes they're trying to sway the way that things are done it's deeper than so like for me it's important like when it comes to education it's like i didn't learn that until after the fact that oh there's our schools were zoned on purpose like i I didn't get that until i did and then when i did i'm like okay this is all for economic gain. There's a reason behind everything. None of it is an accident, especially when it comes to like companies and corporations like starting new businesses and in new areas or relocating into new places. It definitely has a difference. Like it makes a difference. There's a reason for it all. Yeah. And it's not without accident, but it's about whether or not as a community, the community catches on in time enough to make a change. But what is, but so what does that look like? What does I, that mean? The community has to socialize. You have to okay. This is what we've got going on. Hey, people this put area. up money to like create more yeah, of these spaces, we, and I believe that if more people, we're describing the game monopoly, aren't we? Yeah, we are. You got you got to buy the boardwalk to make sure the boardwalk, the boardwalk doesn't get bought by some. Exactly, and and so the thing is that more people have to invest with each other in order to do that, and we're in such a world where it's like I gotta one up that guy. Or yeah, we're competing. I will, I'm like the type like right now I have the idea of like I would love to open a salon. And I have people. I have friends that know how to do nails. I have friends that know how to do hair. I, wh- turn it into a spa. There you go, a boutique. But instead of that, most people are like, ah, I gotta do this by myself. I want my own, and it's. Yeah, when, when, uh, see, like, and that's another reason why I think, like, universal basic income would be huge because you would have a lot more people pulling resources that they know they're going to have to kind of, like, make more noble things happen, like exactly. the arts or building a new business or this or that. And I know sometimes, like, he, uh, Yang was, like, questioned on, like, well, what about inflation? Um, he gave a pretty, like, good answer of why he thinks, like, inflation wouldn't necessarily come with, with UBI. And even if it did, like, it might be, like, not high enough to really, like, impact like, like in the, like in other words like if your landlord is like hey your rent is now a thousand higher you'd be like the fuck are you talking about it is why not dude? You, you know and then and then you would just have to find the the, the first guy to not be cranking the rent right. by a thousand to, and then just go with them but i remember one answer he gave was like oh well like more young people could like pull their money together and like kind of find like a fixer upper and like make a place and that, that answer was always a little bit confusing but like th- thinking in, to me but thinking in, in these terms in terms of like yeah like 
just there's like all these patches of dirt lying around in Tempe and Phoenix and if you got more people kind of pulling together to like make like a salon or just like build a house or whatever it is um, instead, have, instead of just throwing their money at like rent where you don't get equity back yeah no it makes sense I have a group of friends that pulled together and um, started the Phoenix Urban Arts Festival which prior to COVID was something that they like was a collective of just several young entrepreneurs within the valley that were like hey we got something we can we can do a thing and make this like come together and all be able to benefit from it and also benefit the community by gaining exposure and also giving people something to do what do you uh what do you think about this idea i i've floated this before um what if the tempe festival for the arts on mill or like downtown phoenix's uh first friday events what if those style events were once a week Instead of because the Tempe Festival for the Arts is like two times a year or something like that, but what it looks like is on Mill, it there's just food trucks and then tents of people selling their artwork, whether or not it's wood carvings or paintings. That's or what sculpture. my friends did with the Phoenix Urban and Arts Festival. Something I was thinking is, okay, people probably have to pay a certain permit fee to get those tents and their those food carts there, but so. If it was like once a week, you could argue that some people would create a monopoly by being there every week, but you could also make the argument like, well, if the price was like high enough to have a tent to where it incentivizes you to do it every now and again, but not like create a monopoly and be there all the time, there's more than enough local businesses and artists artists to kind of change that out. Like there's no shortage of people to fill something like that on on, on a 52 week basis. And that would also probably supercharge the economy of people like walking around mill and going inside of those shops that are just already there, not getting enough business. Probably like there would probably be a fuck ton of foot traffic to like Sparky's ice cream or mellow mushroom. If they're already there on mill for this other shit. Mm -hmm. And then these other businesses, they would just have like a more reliant, uh, expectation of like, Oh, like I, I have an, I have an option to do this four times a month if I need to. That's where the sense of like community comes in. As far as like, you would have to get the community to know, like be like, Hey, would you guys be down to do a thing? Like if the only downside I can possibly see is fucking up the traffic and that area of the city already has oh, pretty, traffic is already it's already terrible. pretty fucked up. Um, so we would just have to figure out a way to like root people away from going down mill, but that doesn't seem that hard to me. They close mill a lot. They already, yeah, they already close it themselves right now to do all this construction for shit we don't really need. So it kind of seems like it wouldn't even be that different. I feel like if people of our generation, because I'm I'm not even going to hold it to people of the past because most of them are either very set in what they're doing. But as far as like right now, I feel like we're in a very critical time as far as like our generation and even the generation below us where there it seems to me that there are a lot of people that have ideas and have entrepreneurial like intentions as far as like ways that they can contribute to their community but also you know still be a regular member of society and if more people i think were able to come together and do something like my friends did with the phoenix urban arts festival and just kind of be like hey we want to come together and we're going to give ourselves some exposure. We're going to network with each other and we're going to help lift each other up to make sure that we are all like kind of giving each other a platform. It would be so much easier for us to actually like minimize the giant corporations because we'd be able to gain access or, you know, be aware of what's available to us in the community rather than just like, ah, I'm gonna go to Walmart. (laughs) Like, 
Yeah, I I don't go to that Whole Foods, I, I, and I'm not saying like going to fr- right. fries is much better, but like I I'm just like Bezos already gets my camera equipment money. He doesn't need my grocery money. I can like give that to Kroger or whatever. No, but it's but, like, but there is like a farmers market like across the street from the Whole Foods, and like I go there a little bit, not not enough. But, but it's like those things make would make all the difference, and it's like but it's aside from that if they like the farmers market or the people the farmers that go to the farmers market had more places that they could take the things that they have yeah then it'd be a lot easier for us to just generically go to that guy or the people that we can probably name by name then you know the way you spend your money is kind of like a form of voting like you're kind of it just is like put you're literally putting your money on like you what are you investing want to every time you spend yeah. money you're investing into something or someone whether you are doing it directly or indirectly if you are going out of your way to spend any money on anything, you are yeah. investing. Like, there's a little market around here called a Rollins Market, and like some some of their snacks are like slightly overpriced. Like, maybe you'll get a bag of chips, and it's like a dollar more than you expect. But I like feel way better going to this like family owned place that's been there for 35 years than like getting a bag of chips from Circle K. You know, if more people, so it's funny that because like. With corporations, there's come this like gigantic industry of customer service, which I find really hilarious. I've spent a great deal working in customer service, which is anyway, and working in customer service or in customer service existing. It's ironic to me because it's like, wow, if we all went through like local businesses or through individuals, then it wouldn't necessarily be a big like business of just customer service they're people that literally outsource people getting service from their their company like what you had a bad experience with a company and you're not even talking to that company about that bad experience i would much rather be able to go into like my local wherever and be like hey i was talking to so-and-so and they helped me and is there any way y'all can tell me where this is or you know things like that and there's a different sense of like community or welcoming or service or just even like experience it's a totally different experience when you go into those places versus going into walmart and going like there's you're treated with a different level of courtesy and there's a different experience and also just friendliness because even even if there's like some like let's say there's like some cute girl that that sprouts that there is (laughs) i don't even feel and like and like i get along with her decently i don't even feel super comfortable like talking to her too long because i know that she's under this surveillance of like like you just said, like customer experience culture, because this is like a big branded grocery store. Right. But if I'm at like cartel coffee and there's like some, like you know, it's like, you're probably going to be able to have like more of a, rep- I don't know. It uh, just, a it, more rapport and more, com- like people are more comfortable. It's a more natural setting yeah. rather than this is, I, anytime I go into like Walmart or Target, I feel like I'm talking to robots. I'm like, are y'all real people in there? Because when I worked at Starbucks, like, and I was at the drive through window, there were times when the customer was like, angry with me and my manager would be like talk with them and i'd be like and i'll try to explain they don't want me to talk to them right now and she's like well their drink is taking a little bit long so why don't you just fill the time by making conversation no. and i'm like i'm telling you this isn't this isn't that environment and that's what people it's it's, it's all like rule book like, following the com- but companies are trying to integrate like a direct personal service like make you feel comfortable or make you like feel like you're at a mom and pop spot, but you're definitely not. Like you know, there's like, there's just so many things that are removed from like the actual personal interaction versus the corporation interaction, yeah, or the online interaction. 
And honestly, interaction itself is just like kind of like a dying thing for so- because of the yeah. world. Dude, my friend Elijah, he is like so extremely himself in public spaces and just the way he like talks with like people at stores and like I love it. And like I'm always anxious and shit and I'm like trying to be like not noticed or not too loud or this or that he don't give a fuck and i'm like this is really how she people should i be. am that same way <laughs> and i will talk to people like i same with snot i have a um snotty man i have some friends like like they laugh at me like or not even laugh but like when they when we're in public honestly well you know i'm me all the time so like yeah. i'm that person that will like literally go up to people like at the gas station and be like oh my gosh you're really pretty like <laughs> yeah because i'm that like not even on some i'm like i'm hitting on you it's just like hey i just feel like you should know <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also hey, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> all right uh we're at two hours jesus christ sadia if you had a magic wand why don't we wrap this up? I don't know. Like, um, what a... Are, oh, can we do the Disney thing? No? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you, like, as, a, as, like, a final takeaway, like, how do you... How, how do we how do we fix everything? I don't know. What do you want people to be more like? What do you want the world to be more like? How do, I don't how, want, how do we wrap this bitch up? I don't want the world to be more like anything. I think to wrap it up, I really wish that more people would be more themselves so that they can continue wow. being, like, their perfect place in the world. That was good. Thanks, man. All right. I think we're done. All right. Two hours. It's been good. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. That was good. Done did it. Jesus. What happened? So many calls and messages and what in the world? I wasn't gone that long, guys.